106 miles to Chicago. We got a full tank of gas, half a pack of cigarettes. It's dark, and we're wearing sunglasses. Hit it. Hey, Cuomo, you commie cunt. And de Blasio, you don't like Trump supporters in the street with our flags, do you? I see how it's fucking irking you. How it's a peaceful protest. Now all of a sudden you want to make a big deal over it? What happened with BLM and the peaceful protesting? With the burning and the looting and rioting? You didn't send out anybody for them, but you're going to send them out for us? Huh? Putting everybody on guard for the 25th and on? Are you scared, Cuomo? Are you scared, Dick Blasio? Is that the problem? You don't like them loud and proud. You thought we were going to stay silent while you ripped up city to pieces while you fucking destroyed us and you attack our president and you attack patriots go yourself because we're still coming out loud and proud motherfuckers why don't you come join us huh why don't you show up trump 2020 motherfucker. let's talk about this piece of shit anti-semitic um new york politician como when liberals want to go out there and defund the police they want to loot, they want to riot, they want to burn federal buildings down. They don't social distance, they don't wear masks. He wants to be sensitive to their needs. But when it's time for Jews to go to their synagogues and pray to God, he doesn't want to be sensitive. He wants to close it down. He also used a picture from 14 years ago of a gathering after a funeral and said, look, they're not wearing masks. A 14-year-old picture. So he's lying to the public. Let me tell you something. This is not going to end well for you, homo. I mean, como, I'm sorry. Oh, but that's not politically correct to say. Come get some. Well, I'm paying $2 a guy, what, $190 now for gas? Uh, like I said, I tripled my wages. I'm like way over $100,000 in my dreams. I thought I was ever going to make that money before, ever. You know what I mean? Like I said, I wish we can do 12 years. Best president in the history, if you ask me. Before 2016, I had not, I know nothing about politics. I mean, not at all, you know. I come, I get my job, I see all my coworkers, the way it works and everything. Like I said, I just look at my money, look, see my wages, and I even bought a house with a 2.7 interest rate. I mean, that was not gonna happen ever, you know. I didn't, I didn't think that was gonna, I even had money to put down on the house. Before that, I had nothing, you know. I, what can I say, I mean, it changed my world 180. Good afternoon, this is Lou Benninger, and you're listening to No Hostages Radio Podcast, and this is episode number 82, and it should be dated uh, October 24th, 2020. So welcome, and thank you for taking the time to listen today. If you're new to us, um, you may have got to us through our website at nohostagesradio.com. Uh, again, nohostagesradio.com, or you may have just picked us up off the No Hostages Radio title off your podcast source, 
either way is great. Uh, thank you for listening. And uh, if you want to reach out to me, you can. You can do that through Lou at an email, Lou at NoHostagesRadio.com. Lou, L-O-U, at uh, NoHostagesRadio.com. And you can dial me up or text me, 530-713-1838. I am on the West Coast or the Left Coast. So uh, add in your hours or take away, whatever you want to do. And uh, you can call me anytime you want. I usually answer that phone 24 hours a day because we use it for trauma intervention program. And uh, so there you have it. If I'm, if you get a voicemail, don't throw in the towel. I don't screen calls. I just am busy and I'm on the other line or in a meeting. So I will call everyone back or I will respond to every email, even if it's nasty. <clears throat> so we're talking today, uh, like we do every week about our culture, our politics, our country. And um, so we have some folks listening from a variety of locations around the United States. Probably most of them are in California. Um, so a lot of my talk is even some of it's in on local local controversies, which I know probably I throw some of you over there in Idaho or Washington or Austin, Texas, or wherever you are, Florida, Tampa, Florida. Uh but, you know, we do, this kind of came from a local radio show we had years ago, and then it's kind of gotten into a podcast, so we still deal with some local issues. But I, I think the, uh, what you can learn from this on the local issue side of it is that it's coming your way, uh, the, the scourge, the agenda, the trouble the undermining of our Constitution, the take a, taking away of our constitutional rights, <clears throat> the undermining of America and bringing in socialism. We already have it. It's just more and more of it. Uh, California is the poster state for socialism now. Sadly, here I am in Northern California, born and raised here, and it, it uh, does not reflect what I remember as a youngster growing up um, and the freedoms we had. So uh, they say what what starts in California kind of become uh, starts trends, good and bad, unfortunately. So right now we're we're generating a lot of bad trends in California from pornography, uh, uh, revolution, overthrowing this government, uh, taking over people's rights, uh, removing guns. Uh, removing free speech, closing down churches, just on and on and on and on and on. And we have a governor that's a renegade, a dictator right now, and we'll be talking some about that. So uh, the reason I'm making those statements now is for you, particularly that are outside of the state of California, knowing that this is the time to do something. You don't want to wait like we have and like the Republican Party and the conservatives in California. They did too little too late. And I think, uh, was it Douglas MacArthur that said one of the problems in war and defeat is there's just too little too late. And that's certainly the situation in California where, you know, I was telling somebody the other day, I started uh, doing a radio show five or six years ago and then transitioned to podcast because I had some problems on the radio. <clears throat> and then I started writing some uh, articles and I was reflecting on what people have told me over the years 
if they wanted to make a statement about to me about what they like about the articles or the podcast or the radio station, the thing that nine times out of 10 people will say is that you're saying things on the radio or in the articles that we believe and we hold dear, but we're afraid to say. It's a sad statement. I've heard that heard that over and over, and I just, I, of course, I thank them for the compliment. Um, but I'm not afraid of saying or writing those things. But a lot of people are saying, "Lou, you're saying what we believe." Um, so I'm not trying to be a crowd pleaser. I'm just st- stating what my views are, and if that helps you, if I can encourage you uh, in that to be more bold to stand up, to not take it, to uh, stand up for your rights. The thing that made this country unique to begin with was that a good, not everybody in, in the beginning of America, but a good deal of the folks in the colonies decided at some point they got tired of being uh, ruled over and punched around, pushed around by one regulation after another, and and uh, told what to do, how to do it, when to do it. And they finally said, uh, we're not going to do that. And they stood up for their rights. And someone said to me the other day, uh, "When Lou, when will this be over? And I basically said, whenever you want it to. Because the rights that we have listed in that constitution you do not add everybody does not automatically honor those rights you have to fight for them and you have to stand for them and you have to insist upon them they're actually god-given rights but the declaration of independence and then the bill of rights in the constitution basically restate them saying that they are from god but they remind the they remind us and the government that we have these rights. Now, it does not say they cannot be taken from you. In fact, founding fathers in many uh, comments elsewhere in their writings said very clearly that if this country determines to run God out of it, and become not virtuous anymore. They said basically this government is designed for a virtuous people. Does that mean everybody's perfect? Nope. It just means that people believe in God and believe that they need to be self-disciplined and uh, be under the control of the Holy Ghost and the, the Word of God. Once that stops, particularly in people flip off God, and so we don't want God in the schools. We don't want the Ten Commandments. We don't want to teach about values. They said there will be a downfall. And that's what we're experiencing today. If you think, oh, well, no big deal. Uh, you know, uh, I feel sorry for you. There are always people that just uh, never get with the program and uh, are just very passive. And I remind people today. That voting, is, it used to be, oh, voting, oh, oh my goodness, oh, I didn't get a chance to, I didn't have time to vote, something came up. Those days are over. Voting, you better vote, and you better get a bunch of your friends to vote. 
just voting isn't going to do it anymore. In fact, it's questionable whether we can change this country by just voting for people. I think that we need to do a lot of things very quickly. A lot of uh, people in our church are repenting and having prayer meetings and trying to get their life right, believing that they sense we're under judgment, the judgment of God. And when you're under judgment, you can do a lot of things right and still things are screwed up out there. You can ask the Israelis about their history. When they tried, they repented and God said, I'm still going to have you taken over by a foreign country and your butt's going to get kicked for a number of generations before I'm going to change things up here. So we are in some uh, amazingly, phenomenally uh, provocative times. And if you are not with that, uh, I don't know how to really help you. Uh, I'm not going to tell I'm not going to shoot on you and tell you you should do this and you should do that. I'm just going to give you some information. And uh, I, I saw a, a, a doctor, a, a highly trained doctor, in other words, farther than just a doctor talking about vaccines. And she said, if somebody asked me what they should do in this predicament right now, she said, I would tell them to get down on their knees and ask God for help. Because if you don't know what's going on, you don't know God, you don't know what's going on around you. You don't know what's behind this COVID thing. You think it's just an illness. You think it's just a pandemic and, and no big deal. And you're running around the mask. You are lost in the wilderness, my friend. And you need to get down on your knees and ask God to help you because there's too much, there's too much has gone under the bridge right now there's much water under the bridge from from the beginning of 2020 to october 20 uh, 24 whatever this is uh you need to hurry up and you need to get educated and you think oh well this you guys are just promoting a conspiracy theory you're obviously lost you're lost big time and so uh we're going to do our best uh things are moving very fast this week, we were in front of the Sutter County Courthouse in Northern California, where Gavin Newsom, the governor of California, was being, uh, there was a trial being conducted, um, and it was being brought, uh, a case had been brought against the governor by two assemblymen, Kevin Kiley and James Gallagher, and this is the, the uh, third time in court. They, they got an injunction granted, a temporary injunction, then they began a then, then they had to just uh, have a uh, in October 7th, the, the question was, is there enough evidence here to go to trial? There was. Now we started the trial. It went uh, about a half a day up here. And uh, now the judge is uh, considering the evidence and on whether the governor has usurped his authority, usurped uh, the authority of the entire government of California and taking it upon himself to be a dictator. That was contrary to the, it's contrary to the constitution. And, uh, in Michigan, the state of Michigan, the Supreme court finally dealt with this same issue and ruled that Gretchen Whitmer, the governor there, uh, needed to, uh, stop her emergency orders. And they declared them null and void and she said, well, yeah, at the end of the month, October 30, they said, no, 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 right now, 
it's over, baby. It's over. So uh, they're, they're one, one state after another is working at that. There are various lawsuits around the country. So this is one. And so we're waiting now uh, on the decision. Now, by the time you hear this podcast, the decision will probably be rendered uh, on whether or not uh, this judge ruled that, yes, indeed, the governor of the state of California violated numerous laws, numerous constitutional uh, laws to, to do what he's done and basically put the entire legislature of California, the Senate and the assembly on pause. So we're fighting, not, we're not just fighting about controls on this pandemic and COVID and things like that. We're fighting for the life of this state, the constitutional life of this state, a Republic, Republican form of government where you have three branches of government that all, that all work, together when when it's working right and uh when someone gets out of out of line they all have to line up to get laws passed and to move forward in this state with decision and policy making so uh that's what's at stake so by the time you hear this on on saturday morning or thereafter uh i'm hoping by tomorrow i'm, I'm working on this on uh, thursday night the 22nd but uh tomorrow on the 23rd i'm hoping that they they render a ruling and I hope uh, I can't imagine it not being in favor of Kylie and Gallagher. But uh, we have, unfortunately, we have the most incompetent. You know, it's hard to it's even hard to say that a judge is incompetent. I mean, you think by the time a person gets to law school and law practice and goes through years and years of practicing the the uh, the art of of the law or whatever you want to call it, uh, they would be vetted enough to be put into being a jurist. But in this case, this, this judge, uh, who's well known around here and liked as a person, uh, won a popularity contest, Sarah Heckman. And, and for some reason, after Perry Parker ruled for uh, Kylie and Gallagher about the injunction, uh, a restraining order, he was moved off the case by the by the governor because he got angry thinking that Perry Parker, because he ruled against the governor, was prejudiced against the governor. Now, it's interesting because it seems like uh, Gavin Newsom has a he has a an unusual twitch. It's an intellectual twitch. So if if he ever is is decided against he thinks it's personal as opposed to legal. So, uh, for instance, when we went down to protest at the state Capitol now four or five, six times, the first time they had a permit, it's interesting where you have the, the Constitution gives you a right to assemble. It does not say you have to ask anybody for a permit for anything. It just says as long as you're going to have a peaceful uh, gathering, protest, peaceful, you don't have to ask anybody anything. You can just gather. So now the Gavin Newsom says at the state capitol, you have to apply for a permit with the California Department of Highway Patrol since they protect the capitol. So when they, they got that first permit, and then the second time, because it was a protest against Gavin, he, he would not give a permit to meet on the capitol grounds, which are several blocks long. And uh, so the people began meeting along the sidewalk area. And they blocked them from going on to the grassy area. 
Now, that's a violation of the Constitution. So if we were there celebrating Gavin Newsom, we could have got our permit. We could have gone, gone. But we began meeting without a permit, but they pushed us all the way out to the edge of the uh, street, which is fine. But it's just odd that as long as he, you're saying, we love you, Gavin, uh, he's all, he's all uh, fuzzy and everything, love it, lovey and fuzzy. But if you say uh, uh, you violated the law, he gets bent out of shape and he, he wants to fire back. So, uh, so that's what's going on. And uh, so we'll, hopefully we'll hear tomorrow, which is one day before this, uh, you'll hear this talk and it will be in our favor. Now, unfortunately, we have one of the, as I mentioned, the least competent judge on, on the, on the bench for this. And I, I, I'm fascinated to know if I could ever find out why, why would you put your, you know, the term, put your best foot forward, why we wouldn't put our best foot forward, uh, as a County of one of 58 counties, since we are fighting, not just for Sutter County, it has nothing to do with Sutter County alone. We're fighting for about 38, 39 million people in 58 counties. Were, in fact, at the protest Wednesday, uh, yesterday, the 21st at the trial, one person told me they thought there was two or 300 people there. I was there. I would have guessed it easily at three to 400 people. The interesting thing was that people locally couldn't get motivated enough to come over and stand there for a couple hours. I find that fascinating and discouraging. But I met people there from Los Angeles, uh, Pismo Beach, San Francisco, Rockland, Sacramento, Nevada County, Butte County, all over the place. People had driven in to stand up against this governor. Now, I want you to think about it. Would you drive eight hours? That's what these people did to get there from Los Angeles. <clears throat> and uh, I'm not saying a lot of people, but there are all kinds of people there from all over. And it's interesting that in Yuba City and Yuba County and Sutter County, there's 160, 70,000 people. And we sad we couldn't get 1,000 people out there that cared enough to protest against basically a, a loss of their liberty where you can't go to, you can't go to restaurants, you have to wear a mask, your kids can't go to school, and you have no, nothing to say about that. You just go along with it. Uh, t tons of rules now. How, how you're going to have Christmas. The government is telling you how you're going to have Thanksgiving, how you're going to have Christmas, what you can wear, uh, whether or not you're going to get medical care. I have friends that, that had to try to get in for cancer treatments and couldn't get in during COVID. But uh, only just a few hundred people showed up uh, at this. It was quite a gathering. It was a beautiful gathering, very positive, very peaceful. But it's, it's tragic that the passivity of people, they have no excuse. Yuba Sutter residents living right here. The governor is on trial right here, and you can't get out of your seat and take an hour. Many of the people there were taking an hour, two or three hours off work. They're taking the morning off work to come over and hold a sign protest. So we'll be right back. We got, if you're new to this, we have five more segments to go and <clears throat> we'll have a little break here. And I got a few clips to play you, uh, that are educational. Be, we'll be right back. 
by President Trump. My name is Alicia Coffey. Hello, President Trump. Mr. President, this is Mikhail from down in Atlanta, Georgia. Hey, Mr. President. I'm Noah. And I'm Sal. Hey, President Trump, I just wanted to let you know that me and my family are praying for you. On behalf of myself and my family, we just want to wish you a quick and speedy recovery. I just want to definitely send my well wishes to you. Of course, I'm offering my prayers for you. I am so sorry to hear of your diagnosis with COVID-19, and I want to let you know that I am praying for you. We wish you well and uh, a speedy recovery. Please get well, praying for you and your family. Uh, God bless. Praying for you and Melania. Get well soon and God bless you. Trump, we love you. We hope you get we hope you get better soon. Hey Prez, we hope you're doing all right. Get well soon. We need you. Mr. President, you're a warrior. We love you. We're praying for you and your family. God bless America. We really hope that you get better quickly. Wish you all the best. Feel better. You and the first lady. Keep up the good work. Fight the fight. Hello, sir. Stay strong. Stay safe. You got this. Coronavirus has nothing on you. You're a fighter, and that's why the American people love you. Stay strong. God bless you, and God bless America. All right. Sending best wishes and love. Bye. Democracy is a fragile thing. More fragile than you want to believe. If the election fails, there is no democracy. I don't have to do anything. You're doing it to yourselves. People are divided. Your voting districts are manipulated. Voting locations are closing so millions can't vote. Is it not hard for democracy to collapse? All you have to do is nothing. Mr. Chairman, ranking members, and members of this committee, thank you for inviting me to speak. My name is Joy Villa. I'm a number one billboard artist, actress, and conservative actress. I've lived with and dealt with this topic for my entire life. I've never taken a day off from being a woman of color. I'm the author of Kick-Ass Conservative. I produced it and starred in a new film. I've toured over 35 countries, and I proudly support President Donald J. Trump and the sovereignty of the American people. I'm mixed race. I'm black. Choctaw Native American on my mother's side. I'm Italian and Argentinian on my father's side. I'm extremely proud of my diverse background. I strongly believe in and have fought for diversity. Many of my peers in Hollywood and media proudly promote diversity of race, uh, background, heritage, sexuality, religion, and culture as they should. The Academy of Motion Picture Arts and Sciences wants to mandate diversity in the Oscars nomination process. This is wrong. I would like to be hired for the role because I'm the best person for the job, not because my color or gender checks a mandated box. That's tokenism. Until I came out as a Trump supporter by wearing a fabulous Make America Great Again dress to the Grammys four years ago, I had never been blacklisted. Back in 2015, talk show host Jimmy Kimmel talked favorably with Kelly Osbourne about one of my red carpet gowns. This was before I was a conservative. In 2018, Ava DuVernay, the celebrated black filmmaker who said she wants to use more black actresses in her films and have more diversity, blocked me on Twitter. 
I was blacklisted from industry events. I was not welcome on talk shows. I was not included in pop culture magazines or publications, unless as the butt of a joke. Rolling Stone magazine told my publicist they would not write about me because of my politics. One casting director called me that Trump bitch. I've been called a race trader, an Uncle Tom, Aunt Jemima, house nigger, slave, been told to go back to Africa, told to straighten my nappy hair, called a puta negra, it's black bitch, that I should be deported, and even worse, I've had threats against my life and my family's lives. These remarks come only from the so-called tolerant left, who preach that they want diversity. To be clear, this did not happen because I'm black, or because I'm Latina, or because I'm a woman. It happened because I'm openly conservative. Hollywood is a monopoly right now. There are six major studios, and none to my knowledge are committed to diversity of thought. The big six are comprised of motion, motion picture conglomerates, 20th Century Fox, Paramount Pictures, Warner Brothers, Universal Pictures, Columbia Pictures, and Walt Disney Studios. And they count for over 83% of the North American market share, bringing in billions of dollars of revenue each year. What happened to me is discrimination. They don't like pro-Trumpers, pro-America, pro-life, or pro-God. They want to shut down, keep out, and crush any type of diversity because it makes them uncomfortable. They're taking that discomfort and actively, openly discriminating against people in the workplace. This hearing is meaningless and benign if it doesn't also address the active canceling of diverse voices going on right now. Yes, we need racial and ethnic diversity, and representation matters. But diversity is not only about color, gender, or how able-bodied someone is or isn't. We need to stop the discrimination against political affiliation. It's dangerous, it's destructive, it's grounded in emotion and fear, not facts. Just as we have protected classes in our country under federal law for race, color, national origin, religion, sex, age, sexuality, and disability, it's time to include political affiliations. Congress has an opportunity to be a watchdog and to set the tone. I'm an American first and foremost. I'm proud of our country, and I want to see it thrive. I want to see it protected for future generations as well. I implore Congress to act now by expanding the Civil Rights Act in, of 1964 to include political affiliation as a protected class. Media companies that agree in writing not to discriminate based on political leanings could be offered certain advantages, such as tax breaks. This is about protecting all Americans, no matter who they are, where they live, or what kind of work they do, and no matter how loud or quiet their voices are. The First Amendment gives us the freedom of association. I strongly believe that that includes the right to freely associate with the political party of one's choosing. Political bigotry is silencing the voices of Americans. Can you ever change your mind about leaving, leaving me behind? Okay, welcome back, second segment, and thank you again for listening. I want to read you a couple quotes that I just uh, heard. Uh, 
I was listening to the, uh, what do they call themselves? I was listening on the, they call themselves frontline doctors. Frontline doctors. These are the doctors that stood up to expose the lies of the Centers for Disease Control, the World Health Organization, and the various state governments. And uh, a lady named Simone Gold, who was an attorney and a doctor, uh, led that, ended up getting fired. And so they did a second summit. They had what they called a summit in front of the Supreme Court in Washington, D.C., and that was about a month and a half ago. And one of the kind of the people that went viral off that was a lady that was raised, I think, in Nigeria, but is, uh, I think her name's Stella, uh, and she is a uh, immigrant who is a Texas doctor. Now, she wasn't there at this second summit. They call it the front, I think they call it the frontline doctors. Anyway, uh, I was listening to Simone Gold and these, they had about 15 doctors there one after another talking about our health and they were really admonishing other doctors in the country to stand up and speak out, right? Because there is a conspiracy. Uh, there is a, uh, a censoring. There is a punishing of the medical profession if they tell the truth. And that's true of every profession. Like I said to you earlier, People are afraid to stand up and speak the truth. That's why they say they like my articles and they they listen to my podcasts or radio shows. So if you're new to this, you can go and read my articles that, that uh, appear in the Territorial Dispatch up here in Northern California. Uh, you can read them on, on my website or our website at nohostagesradio.com. Okay, so I want to read you a couple quotes that Simone Gold uh, read, and I thought, oh, those are very good. So one by Thomas Jefferson, and one is by John F. Kennedy, our assassinated president. So Jefferson said, the man, or we could say the person, who reads nothing at all is better educated than the man who reads nothing but newspapers. Now, do you remember during those years, that's all they had. They did not have radio. They did not have television. They didn't have any technology. So the way they, they did have the printing press, right? Printing press out of the 1400s. But they had the ability to print. And so they had, uh, at the most, newspapers and some books. The man who reads nothing, he says. I want you to think about this whole COVID thing. And the people who have weathered it quite well are people that have studied, 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 dug, 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 read, 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 listen, 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 to get down to the truth and found experts that really would tell the truth. He said, the man who reads nothing at all is better educated than the one who reads nothing but newspapers. And so Jefferson was saying all the way back in his years, he was second president of the United States, that the newspapers, you couldn't trust them all the way back then. They, they said things that were un, not true. In other words, they had fake news. 
Now what Trump's saying, it's gotten much, 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 much worse. And it also involves uh, all kinds of media, television, right, films, uh, magazines, all kinds of things, and even the uh, social media and the uh, Facebook, Google, like Google News, Facebook News, all these news outlets, online news out, totally corrupt, absolutely just making up stories. It used to be shameful for an author or a, a not, a, sorry, a newspaper writer to come up you know, people would write these fantastic stories. Like, oh, my God, I can't believe that happened or whatever. And in some cases, it didn't happen. They just made it up. They needed to write a story for Monday. And they just made up a scenario about a lady or this happened to this girl. And it was just totally a made-up scenario. And then they got fired for being dishonest. So uh, Jefferson said that. But then J John F. Kennedy said, the great enemy of truth is very often not the lie deliberate, contrived, and dishonest, but it's the myth, the persistent, persuasive, and unrealistic. Too often we hold fast to cliches of our forebearers. We subject all facts to a prefabricated set of interpretations. We enjoy the comfort of opinion without the discomfort of thought. In other words, we don't challenge our own preconceived notions. So, let me put it another way. Once upon a time, we, we thought when I was a youngster, which is almost 100 years ago, that you could trust the evening news. If they said it, it was, it was like the word of God. And people believed the government. And that government could be your local supervisor or the local health department or whatever. They just believe them. They believe, well, why would they tell us something that's not true or wasn't good for us, right? So what Kennedy's saying here is that many times it's not the out-and-out -out lie that's deliberate, contrived, and dishonest, but it's a myth. In other words, it's a commonly held belief that's not true. Something's persistent, persuasive, and unrealistic. I want you to, while I'm telling you this, I want you to think about what propaganda and dogma has been ditch, dished to us since the first of the year about the nonsense of a, basically a cold, the common cold, that now we got people so afraid they, they wear, they cover their face, which has psychological implications, not just health implications. The President Kennedy said, too often we hold fast to the cliches. Cliches are just familiar sayings that just mean something, but they don't mean what they used to mean. Cliches of our forebears. We subject all facts to a prefabricated set of interpretations. In our mind, Einstein said, one of the limitations to my further education is my past schooling because we think we know everything. And so we see everything that's new or new ideas or new solutions through the filter of the old. And it's very difficult to uh, not get stuck in the past. That's, that's uh, subjecting all our facts to prefabricated set of interpretations. What does that look like practically? That means that if you've been like, I'll give you one, I'll give you a personal example. 
I used to get up every morning when I was a youngster and I would read the, uh, my parents took a few papers. So I would love to read the San Francisco Chronicle back in the day. And they had one part of the paper that was green. All the pages were green. They called it a sporting green and it was great sports journalism. And I would read, I'd read the whole section and I'd read a couple papers a day. And, uh, we had a paper here called the appeal Democrat. I'd read the appeal Democrat and then I'd read the at night. Uh, and then I'd read the, the Chronicle during the day. And I loved it. I watched, I listened to sports. I watched sports. I did this. And I thought the sports, even though the sports people were different from me because I couldn't play and I couldn't play that sport like they could, they were better than me, much better and uh, much more talented and amazing. But, I really identified with them, and I thought, I just assumed, right, prefabricated uh, set of interpretations. I thought that the sports people were patriotic. I thought the sports people, the athletes, loved America. I, like, I always watched the Olympics, and we'd win or something, win a race, and they would carry the American flag. So one of the things I had to get over in the last few months with the whole thing, they're not going to, they're not going to stand for the national anthem. I had to come to a terms with sports, which I now I'm done with because I no longer think they believe anything like me. And so I have no interest in watching them. And, and so I had to sort through that because I thought they were patriotic and I thought they believed in the things that I did, but I, I was just wrong. Right. And so he says, uh, JFK says, we, we enjoy the comfort of opinion without the discomfort of thought. Here's the thing. Many people are more, more comfortable with just being led around by their nose and being told what to believe and their opinion about something, and they don't know jack diddly what they're talking about. They haven't researched it. They don't know anything about it. So they'll, they'll wear a mask, even though right on the side of the box, if they bought a box of them, it says it doesn't work. And no, no matter whether there's no scientific studies showing that a mask prevents disease, they believe it because a doctor, uh, the health official told them to wear one or some politicians told them to wear one. And then a bunch of leaders run around, run around and wear them. And so they, they believe a lie because they're too lazy to research it. They're too damn lazy to research it. And so uh, I was at the Dinesh D'Souza uh, fundraiser for Tamika Hamilton. And uh, there was hardly a, I didn't notice hardly a mask in the whole place. There were hundreds of people there, literally hundreds. And in walked a supervisor from Sutter County, who's a very big guy, Matt Conant. He stands up above the average person. He's big, tall, big. He's just a big boy. And he had a little mask strapped to his face. And I felt, I felt humiliated for him because here this guy is supposed to be a very smart guy. He's probably a college graduate. He's a farmer and a businessman. He's a supervisor. He gets paid on top of what he works in his own business. He gets paid about $70,000 a year to manage the affairs of Sutter County. And he didn't have the time to realize and to study and realize that that mask is, it just made a fool of him. He looks like just a buffoon walking around with a mask over his face. He has no need to have that mask on. 
right? It's like a, it's like the lady or the guy that comes out of the going to the toilet in a restaurant, and he's got toilet paper stuck to his shoe, and he's dragging toilet paper through the restaurant. That's how it is for all these people wearing masks. They're just buffoons. You know, we used to, it's interesting how things have changed. We used to go to the carnival. The circus would come to town. The carnival would come to town. Um, the fair would be once a year. And back then, they, things were not things were not politically correct. So, in many people, I was thinking about it today. There was hardly any fat people. Most people with were thin because they ate different back then. They just ate real food. They didn't eat fast food. But most people worked hard, and they were relatively thin. And if you saw a fat person, it was really it was stunning. It was shocking. So we'd go to the we'd go to the circus to see the fat lady. And you'd pay to see her, a big old fat lady, like 500 pounds or something. Because it was such a bizarre and unusual scene. You'd see the fat lady. You'd stop in and see her. Isn't that amazing? And so now most of the people going to the fair are fat ladies. And there's nothing unusual about it. But my point is in bringing it up is that they overnight have propagandized the the United States public. And now we have a crazy doctor. That's a quack. She's at the total quack. And she's got the supervisors hoodwinked and they're running around with this fabric across their face. And it has nothing to do. In fact, it's bad for your health and it causes uh, bacteria to collect there and you're sucking in even weird weirder things than you would normally breathing just normal air and th- the government has convinced people that their immune system is no longer uh adequate to deal with the bugs that they are inhaling every day all day C- microscopic creatures and the immune system is killing them and knocking them down. But but they've been hoodwinked to think that they are they're going to die any minute. And you, when you put people into fear, you can control them. Fear and control go together. So the government of the United States, the the deep state, and the people with an agenda to to turn this into a socialist country. And it's, a, it's the way it is in Vietnam and China. I've been there many, many, many times. I got I can't even tell you how many times unless I looked at a passport and actually took time to count all the stamps. They rule it with fear. And they can pick up people off the street. They'll just disappear. There's no due process. There's nothing. So what's happening here, this whole thing of convincing people that there's some unseen thing is going to kill them. And they have to follow the instructions of the government in every minute way, or they're going to die. So Candace Owens says here, this is your daily reminder that we shut down America, impoverish millions, force businesses to fail, and homeowners to foreclose over a virus that has a 99.96% survival rate. In fact, the doctors, uh, I'll have to look up their website. I thought I had it here. Uh, frontline doctors, they said that this has a 99.997% survival rate. 99.997%. That's higher than what she, that, that Candace says. 
And she says, and Candace says, and the Democrats are demanding we continue the lockdowns for everyone but their protesters. Another lady said, uh, in relation to this, the most powerful governments on earth can't keep a virus from spreading, but they say they can change the earth's temperature if you pay more taxes. It's interesting that they... I would just like to meet the people who chose who to shut down and who to leave open. Because right now, the virus is no more a pandemic. And we can't seem to open any of these governments up. It The government has become too comfortable with controlling everything. And so they just leave things shut down. Disneyland put out a, a statement. The state's guidelines... Uh, were, by the way, met with condemnation from theme park industry leaders. Ken Potrock, the the president of Disneyland Resort, issued the following statement. We have proven that we can responsibly reopen with science-based health and safety protocols strictly enforced at our theme park properties around the world. Nevertheless, the state of California continues to ignore this fact instead of mandating mandated instead mandating arbitrary guidelines that it knows are unworkable and that hold us to a standard vastly different from other reopened businesses and state operated facilities together with our labor unions we want to get people back to work but these state guidelines will keep us shuttered for the foreseeable future forcing thousands more people out of work leading to the inevitable closure of small family-owned businesses and irreparably devastating the anaheim southern california community now, what's going on here is this isn't science. They keep saying we're just following the science. They are not following science. Science does not support any aspect of the way they dealt with the coronavirus. It does not. Not anything. Zero. You can't find any science to support social distancing, closing down the country, closing down businesses, telling people, healthy people to stay in their home. You cannot find any science. That's a lie. And all kinds of doctors are standing up now, but they're being suppressed. How are they being suppressed? Are they being locked up? No, no, no. Every time their their speech is recorded and put on a device like Google, like Facebook, like YouTube, they're, they're taking it down. So you have to get it through alternative media sources. Like I found this, this video the latest summit for these doctors on infowars.com infowars.com and when after the break i'm going to look up the uh, i'm going to give you some websites after the break that you need to educate yourself listen i've always been a, a, a advocate of this you cannot trust i thank god for doctors I, I i don't want to take the time to go through all the ways that they've made my life better and repaired parts of my body to give me a longer life and where it's pain-free, et cetera. But I'm, I'm all, I'm big, big into good doctors. However, you cannot turn your health over to the government or the doctors. You have to think, you have to research, you have to pay attention, you have to read, you have to talk to people, you have to get second, third, and fourth opinions. You need to do your own due diligence to figure out how to take care of your kids and your and yourself. We're going to be right back, and I'm going to give you some websites, and I'm going to give you some guidance here today 
on this uh, this situation because we are all being punked and our constitutional rights are being taken. Be right back. I don't find this stuff amusing anymore. If you be my bodyguard, I can be your long lost pal. I can call you Betty. Betty, when you call me, you can call me out. Following the recent series of debates, the issue of child abortion has once again resurfaced. Continuing the usual trend of conservative rhetoric, the Republican Party is, in speech and theory, opposed to abortion, promising to bring a swift end to the practice. Such promises have developed an association between Republicans and pro-life decisions, prompting many people to blindly vote for anyone supporting the Republican title. However, it would appear that these righteous and constitutional promises have all been made without the proper action to support them. Sure, some minor oppositions to abortion have come from these candidates, but there has really been no concrete change. Abortion is still assumed and carried out under the color of law. This normalization of a criminal act that directly defies the words, all men are created equal, largely began with the Supreme Court opinion in Roe v. Wade, which is now confused as law. The decision of the Supreme Court to ignore the written law and pretend to overrule its writing has resulted in the unborn's right to life being completely disregarded in the public eye. But does the Supreme Court's opinion even carry legal weight outside of that particular case? Well, there are two reasons that it absolutely does not. First, the Supreme Court has a very specific duty. Apply the law. The Constitution specifically designates all legislative powers to be given to Congress, leaving no lawmaking authority to judicial branches. The second reason is that any law made in addition to the Constitution cannot exist in contradiction to its basic principles. The Fifth Amendment to the Constitution states that no person shall be deprived of life, liberty, or property without due process of law. This judicial opinion is an act of direct contradiction to an affirmed right which is given by God and protected by the government, rendering it void in the legal realm. So if this opinion from the courts is not even legal to begin with, why is it still treated as so, despite the Republican Party holding the authority in the Supreme Court for almost the entirety of the past 50 years? This is because hope cannot be found in a simple political party. Just because a candidate is Republican does not in any way guarantee that they will be active in the direction they should. Voting for a candidate must be a decision based on the principles and actions of each person concerned. What type of action should be taken against these corrupt patterns of pretended legislation? Well, our founder at Institute in the Constitution, Michael Anthony Perutka, gave a precise series of actions the president can do to quickly rid this country of these atrocities when running for president in 2004. First, he declared he would prohibit public and federal funding of any and all abortion organizations as well as any organizations that advocate or perform these abortions. Secondly, as the president, he would direct his attorney general to find and prosecute every single abortion clinic in America on the grounds of child slaughter. Lastly, he would encourage the state and local officials to do the same thing. In the end, no political party is the answer. A firm admission of the God-given right to life and action to follow this admission is the only thing that can correctly right this wrong. That is why it is imperative that we demand candidates of biblical constitutional principles and actions and stop blindly trusting any particular party or party candidate to fix the atrocities that exist due to our negligence, to our creator, and the Constitution. 
This is Jake McCauley with the Institute on the Constitution, bringing you the American view. Thank you for watching our weekly commentary on the Constitution. Now you can join us in our mission to restore the Constitutional Republic through grassroots education by, first of all, praying with us. Join our Heal Our Land campaign and pray for our country. You can also study our materials, purchase our courses and materials on our store, or become a member and get all of our resources digitally online at instituteontheconstitution.com. Lastly, you can share. Share your knowledge. Share our content. Teach our courses in your home and your community. We can provide the materials, the facts, and the support, but we need you to be the hands and feet of this movement. Thank you and God bless you. People are too stupid to make up their minds on who to vote for, so we're making up their minds for them. We almost ready? Yep. Three, two, one, action. Hi! Welcome to Twitter! We've come under fire recently for censoring the New York Post article about Hunter Biden's emails and photos from his computer that link Joe Biden to international corruption. <laughs> but that's not the way we see it. As Twitter's censoring executive officer, let me explain what happened. Yes, we censored the New York Post article, froze her account, and suspended the accounts of our users that shared the story that proves Hunter Biden got his father, then Vice President Joe Biden, to influence foreign policy with Ukraine for material gain. But we did it because it simply isn't true. Plus, if you look at our reasons why we did it, you'll learn it's Twitter's policy not to allow users to publish hacked information or people's personal information without their express authorization. Now let's think about this. If it was hacked information, it would make it true information, just illegally obtained. But we can easily forget that it's true because it isn't hacked information because it came directly from Hunter Biden's hard drive. Along with the fact that Biden's campaign has never claimed it was hacked information, as well as the fact that Hunter Biden's lawyer called the computer repair shop owner the day before the story broke and said he needs Hunter Biden's computer back, which proves it's Hunter Biden's computer. Which proves the emails, texts, and photos that came from his computer are truthful information, which unequivocally proves this information was hacked, which proves it is false information. Back to our policies. It's also against Twitter rules to publish personal information without express authorization or permission. Just like how we allowed everybody to tweet about Trump's tax returns without his permission. <laughs> because we have his authorization right here. Yeah, he wanted everybody to know negative stuff about him. And some people look at how the Chinese Communist Party drastically controls their citizens by censoring any information that they don't want them to know and think, we're doing the same thing. But what we're doing couldn't be any more different than China because here at Twitter, we're not Chinese. Look at me. So how can it be the same? Oh, and the photos of Hunter Biden smoking crack and snorting blow off a woman's butt? Just because it happened doesn't mean it's true. Here's how we know the pictures of Hunter smoking crack aren't true. Because if he was smoking crack, his teeth would be falling out of his head. Like in this picture which is also false, because we have other pictures of him wearing false teeth, which aren't false. Here at Twitter, we have a high moral standard. We allow porn. 
but not immoral information about Hunter Biden and Joe Biden that comes from Hunter Biden's computer. Oh, and this just in. After many days of censoring this story and freezing anybody's account who tries to share this story, we've reversed our decision. You can share it now that we've suppressed it for many days. We think people are dumb enough to believe this is a good faith decision on our part rather than us being scared after we learn Jack Dorsey's gonna be subpoenaed to testify before a Senate Judiciary Committee for election interference. Election interference? Uh, is there an election coming up in a couple weeks? We didn't know that. Here's our official statement from our legal team. Hi, it's Twitter. As one of the social media giants operating as an unregulated monopoly here in the US, which is illegal, we are aware that President Trump wants to bring regulations into social media, which we don't want. We want you to know that we have definitely not bribed the Biden campaign to keep us unregulated in exchange for heavily influencing the election in his favor. The other social media giants are definitely not in on this either. You can trust us. We're a multi-billion dollar tech company, so we definitely don't care about money. Anyway, I hope that clears the air and helps you understand here at Twitter, we're not power-hungry oligarchs who will cross dangerous lines, interfere with elections, censor free speech, and step on the rights of citizens for our own gain. We're good guys. Okay, welcome back. I had to do a little uh, double-checking here. I want to make sure I give you exact information so you don't get frustrated with me. Uh, so I watched a 40-minute video today. It's been around for a while. It's the second summit for America's frontline doctors. So somebody, I had said a, a, a couple months ago that, that if you couldn't get hydroxychloroquine uh, where you're living, and you can't get it in California. It's totally screwed up here. They're killing people here, literally killing people here, including our local health officer. So uh, so I, I had given a website where you could go and get uh, hydroxychloroquine by mail and get a consultation through the website. So uh, anyway, one of one of the listeners uh, went back and researched and did it did it the hard way because I didn't have time to do it, and she found it. But now I'm going to give you some some information, and uh, this will help you. So here's the deal: these doctors and they're I, I I'm not even going through. Just go. I want you to go on the website, and you got to do your own research. I do not have the time to go through everybody's what they're saying. It's called America's plural. It, or plural or possessive America's with an S on the end frontline doctors plural America's frontline doctors dot com I'm looking at it dot com not dot org not not us not something something not dot biz dot com America's frontline doctors dot com now listen they're being banned and they're being uh, censored by places like YouTube, etc., you're going to have to go to their website, and you need to research it. and And uh, and I'm going to give you uh, the healthyamerican.org uh, in a minute and talk about Peggy Hall. But I want you to write down America's frontline doctors, and then when you go there, uh, 
It says, sign up here to watch the frontline doctors. You need to watch that. Now, these doctors, there's a whole range of ethnicities, uh, different specialties here from psychologists, psychiatrists, on down to practitioners, internal medicine, all the other pediatricians. They are saying basically this. The entire thing, uh, the medical approach in the United States of America been is, has been a total fiasco. The, the ways to stop this have been very evident and easy to do. But because the politicians at the top, I'm talking about medical politicians like Anthony Fauci and Deborah Birx came up with this idea of just telling people to go home and if they really got bad, then they're going to pay the hospital $29,000 to take care of them, put them on a ventilator. I, I'm not going to go into all the deal why ventilators kill people. I, can't, I don't have the time to do it. If you, do, you got to do some research on your own. The way to stop this was early intervention. Every other thing that, that you know, any other bug you get, whether it's cancer, the flu, uh, you get sick, you, you feel achy, you, you go to the doctor, right? Why do you go to the doctor right away? Because you want to nip it in the bud, as someone once said. Early intervention and prevention, right? Stop it. You do not let things get out of hand. Doctor says, get right in there. Uh, you don't want to let that go into your lungs. You don't want to let that get it start into a sinus infection, right? You want to nip it in the bud. With COVID, they did just the opposite. And and they what they did is they used the China method, which was they did not do uh, an intervention on this, this illness. They just said, everybody go home. So I, I totally missed this for a long time. And I was talking to a doctor friend of mine who works at a local a clinic here. And I said, hey, uh, Joe, how, how many people have you, how many COVID people have you treated? And how, how's it, is your, you know, what are you doing? What do you? What's working? Because I was watching all these doctors around the nation saying, this is working, that's working, this working. We're not, we're not having any hospitalizations. We're not seeing anybody die. This is working. Hydroxychloroquine's working. Uh, other things are working. And uh, so he says, they won't allow us to see a COVID patient because if we see a COVID patient, uh, even if somebody tests positive and they don't have any uh, symptoms, all our staff has to go home and be quarantined. That's what's happened with our fire departments right now and police departments. It's totally nutso. It's totally, it's, it's like somebody designed it to be a total failure, a complete failure. And so what these doctors are saying with the American frontline doctors, they're saying that in other States, I'm talking about California now. Now maybe in your state, like there's some States, hydroxychloroquine is available here. It's not available. In fact, they, they, uh, in some states, they will attack doctors that use hydroxychloroquine. It's, I'm telling you that this is a uh, politically manufactured disaster. That's what's going on here. Do, you know, it's, I get tired of saying, yeah, I know it's an illness. Listen, people, I've been, I've lived almost 100 years. Every year I get something, right? I get a little infection. I cut my finger, get a little infection, get something going on. I get the flu, get a cold. It's just like, hey, no biggie. Like, right? I know, I'm not, I don't get freaked out about it. I don't, oh my God, I can't go to Walmart. I'm going to catch something over there. I just don't. 
It's just we've turned into a nation of phobia people, fearing everything. Oh, my God, don't stand next to me. Oh, you touched you touched your mask. Oh, pull it up. You don't have it wear right. You didn't sucked up or run your nose good enough. It's just like people have lost their minds. So you need to go to this website and you need to educate yourself. It says, welcome to America's frontline doctors. These guys are trying to educate doctors to get it together. They talked about you can click on all these areas. If you need it said, listen, if, if you've got people that are sick, do not do what they're telling you in California. They're telling you go home. And, and if you really get sick, then go to the ER, right? Forget that. It says here. There is no reason to live in fear. If you simply want to understand what early treatment is, watch our early treatment video. You can click on it. Boom. And read the HCQ protocols, hydroxychloroquine protocols. If you need access to early treatment to see a doctor about meds, go to referral. These are all highlighted, and you just click on them. If you want a referral, if you want a doctor that will treat you properly and get it nipped in the bud, if you feel any symptoms, just go here Get online and get the treatments. If you want to learn about corruption of the scientific process, click here. Testing inaccuracies, mask myths, watch them here. Click here, click here, click here. These are doctors. You remember when you used to go to the doctor and you trust the doctor and he was looking out for your best interests and he could get the best, you know, he knew what was going on. If you want to know what practicing medicine upside down means, what they're saying here is that they have flipped our, our medical protocol and approach to healing upside down. We never let things get really bad. It's like saying, oh, uh, you go to the doctor, you're a female. Oh, doc, I think I have a little lump on my breast. Oh, don't worry about it. Let the sucker get the size of a football and then come in and we'll, we'll, then we'll deal with it. Just It's okay. It, it'll be fine. Just, uh, but we won't deal with it until it really gets bad. We never do that. You get a spot in your lung. Oh, my God, you get, get in here. We need to do this. We need to do that. For how, how come on this, this deal, we just totally let everybody. They sent my neighbor. My neighbor got the sniffles and got a little fever, went to the hospital. I said, hey, what'd they do for you? I thought they were going to give him like hydroxychloroquine, right? I said, what'd they do for you, dude? I was talking to him across the fence. He's had it, right? He's quarantined across the fence. He said, they didn't give me anything. Didn't give you anything. Anything. Nothing. At right out hospital. Nope, nothing. And what'd they tell you to do? Sit in my room. Sit in my room? This these people are totally crazy. He said, then th- th- I'm reading just off the front top of their website. If you want to know what practicing medicine upside down means, or the truth about hydroxychloroquine, especially the very end, watch these. Watch these. In other words, they're just watch, 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 watch. They're they're gonna you they'll educate you. If you want to know what, quit listening to this nutcase, Dr. Lou. That gal should be set up against a wall and shot after this is over. She has killed people in this community and traumatized them. Last week, two guys hung themselves in our community. Do you think they kept track of that? Do you think they're putting that in the newspaper? Do you think they're putting that on Facebook to scare the hell out of you? No, they're going to put on all the COVID. Oh, we found 50 more people that test positive for COVID. Did it mean they're sick? It did not, but it sounds like it, right? It's totally, it's deception, deception, deception. These people are liars. They're corrupt. They need to be thrown out. They need to be shot. You know, we treated Nazis. We treated Nazis. 
we have people that are we're allowing to kill people, to kill our elderly people, to keep them separated from their families. You can't go see your grandma. Because you're going to you can't we we, we got to keep it separate to keep everybody safe. Total crap, crap, crap. That's crap. People, you got to wake up. You're being lied to and you're buying it and you're just out. You're you're totally blown. If you want this says if you want to know what COVID-19 experience has been like for kids in schools. Click here in the community. Click here across the across the world, such as Africa and the epidemiology statistics. Here are the facts. If you want to know the best way forward for schools or the elderly frail people or society, watch this. Everyone must watch overcoming fear. Click here, click here, click here. Doctors and nurses must watch doctor to doctor. That's another video. Now, listen, these people have put all this. These people are quality, top-notch Harvard graduates, some of the best medical schools in our country. This is old-school medicine, not this bureaucratic, politically charged, socialist takeover of our country. And these people are trying to educate you, both doctors and uh, and citizens. Then it goes down and it says, original press conference of Americans, America's frontline doctors. You can look at the first press conference in front of the Supreme Court. Then there's a, a map of the United States, and every state is color-coded. And, and the reason it's color-coded is it's determined on their HCQ availability. Learn about the options for you and your doctor to obtain or prescribe HCQ. Right. So California, where I am, is horrible and they're threatening people if they use it. So if you click on that state, if they click on that grammatic of the United States, it says options for U.S. patients, doctors to obtain and prescribe HCQ. And you scroll down and then it says it shows you the worldwide availability of HCQ based upon law or common practice. Do you know that most of the entire world is using HCQ except the United States, Canada, and uh, uh, Mexico, and some of the Eastern and Europe? But the rest of the, most of the rest of the world, Russia, China, India, all cranking out hydroxychloroquine and taking care of business. So then if you go down, uh, this is the... Um, the website that I gave you to find a front a doctor, and that was AFLDS.com. It says, get in touch, info at AFLDS.com. AF, AFLDS.com, they will get you a doctor to prescribe you medications like hydroxychloroquine plus zinc plus erythromycin, uh, Z-Pak, and uh, it'll knock it out in a few days. And and I'm going to give you another website where I just watched this guy. One of these videos, one of the doctors says he will treat you for free if I can just pull it up here. Okay. One doctor said uh, they have had 100% recovery. Nobody died. They put one person in the hospital. Um, and his website is called myfreedoctor.com. Myfreedoctor.com. Just spell it out. Myfreedoctor, not MD. Myfreedoctor.com. And he is treating people in all 50 states, right from where he is. 
You don't need to go forget. I'm telling you, the doctor here, this Dr. Lou, she's going to put you in your grave. That's what she's going to do. And she's going to tell you you can't leave your house if you got some, if you don't have any symptoms, but you tested positive. I'm telling you, people, this is a socialist control deal. It has nothing to do with health. And it, it's upside down medicine. And this doctor and our supervisors in both counties, five and five, are so stupid. They are being led around by the nose by this people. And God help them. They should be jack slapped. They should be run over. They should be kicked in the face by a donkey. They have deceived. They have gone along and helped deceive our citizens by not acting and, and researching it on their own. I asked Matt Conant. I said, dude. You shut down over 2,000 businesses, and you were not willing to get a second opinion? Why don't you do your own damn research? Are you just going to listen to some government hack and shut down your have – the, you have the power to shut down the county? What kind of supervisor are you? What kind of protection are you? And people are dying. We have two, we have two young men kill themselves within the last few days. You're not take, no one's going to take any responsibility for suicides, overdoses, shutting down AA meetings. You can't go to the, oh, you can't go to the doctor and get a prescription of anything to stop this if you start having symptoms. They just tell you to go home. It's crazy. It's a, I, I, it took me a while to catch on that California was dealing with this differently than a lot of other states. I just I missed it. But I'm telling you, these doctors explain how they're doing this. It's upside down medicine. It's contrary to every type of approach that doctors are taught in uh, in in our medical schools. It says here right above this uh, big uh, the there's two different you click on the first uh picture of the United States with all the different color states and it takes you to a different one. Then in in bright red with white letters, it says, get a physician referral. Just click on that. Boom. And they'll they'll take you there. Get a physician referral. You do not need to deal with these medical people locally. And you do not need to, if you don't feel well, you do not have to wait till you get really sick and go over there and end up in the ICU. That's crazy. That is a craziest thing. We don't do that in any other area of our medical life. Whether it, you get any kind of disease, diabetes, we don't. Uh, kidney problems. We get people in, we get them treatment, we get it toned down, we get it stopped, we get the inflammation under control. I'm telling you people, we are getting deceived and our supervisors are playing right along with it. We're trying to get these counties open up and they said, oh, one excuse, one lame. These people are so intellectually flat they have the, it's somehow we've elected some of the lowest IQ people in the county. They are lame. They are flat. They are like a blowout, man. They're intellectual blowouts. It's crazy what's going on here. It is totally crazy. You think they're researching all this to, to double check themselves? You think they're losing sleep? Listen, these supervisors over here in, in Yuba County, some of them got their own jobs and then they come over here and meet once a week. And sometimes they even just skip that week. They make 90 grand a year. And you think they're losing sleep over you, your son just hanging himself? We had one, one guy hung himself at the boat ramp the other night, and then another guy hung himself in his house in a nice subdivision out here. You think they're losing sleep? They don't give a damn about your people. They don't, they don't give a damn about you. Are you kidding me? You think they're, they're going to they're gonna pay for your funeral? 
Do you think they're going to come over and say how sorry they are that they put them under pressure? Do you think they're going to say people overdose, how sorry they are they shut down their AA enemy? You know what they're going to do? They're going to point at that doctor. They hired her. One, one of the supervisors didn't even know that she worked for them. They, she thought that they were that the gal was hired by Gavin Newsom. He paid the bill. God, it's, I, I'm telling you, people, if you don't do your own research, it's your funeral. Literally, it's your funeral. They are taking away your rights. I it, Almost every day I have parents telling me, I, I can't do the Zoom thing. I'm done. I, 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 I can't do it. I don't know how I'm going to educate my kid, but I'm going to do it. So I'm going to tell you some things here in a minute about educating your kid because uh, this school system, there, you know, the guy at the recent meeting uh, with Candace Owens uh, said that uh, the reason they're not open to schools, they don't have the money to open them anymore. They've they've they got the government so screwed up here in California, they they financially can't open up. I, I don't know what I don't know what the exact story is, but the Zoom thing is a is a total fraud fiasco, and paying all these teachers to do Zoom is a total loser. These kids, listen, get your kids out of that. It's not healthy for them to be on the com- computer all day. Get the mask off your kid. Don't send your kids to school with the mask. The mask is contrary to the way God created us. We. When you think of your loved ones, you think of what they look like because our face is like a window to the soul, and it is contrary to God to wear a damn mask over your face. It's nutso. People want to see your expressions. Kids are totally freaked out. One of the doctors is a psychologist out of L.A., and he said that people literally are suffering, what do you call it, delusional psychosis. It's unbelievable the term he used. It's it's flat, just crazy. He said, kids are totally freaked out, our kids. And uh, I got to take a break. I got three more segments. We're halfway through. Uh, we'll be right back. It's so important to document everybody that comes in. Because if Mexico doesn't want their own criminals, why do we want them here in America just to turn this place into the shithole that Mexico is? I'm sorry, but I love Mexico. It's a beautiful country. I love my culture and my people, but I hate the fucking government. For moving companies, October is usually the time when business starts to slow down. And that's because people make their move mostly in the summertime. Well, it's different this year. The industry is so busy moving people out of state this truck right here, it will be headed to Texas. The moving business is booming in California. So much that it's hard to keep up with the demand. I've turned down jobs the last few days and it's, there's a lot of work. At Boulevard Moving and Storage in Northridge, employees are seeing a huge spike in people moving out of state. Where are people moving to? What states? We're seeing Uh, Nebraska, we're seeing Oklahoma, Texas, Arizona. Rainbow Movers is also dealing with a high volume of long-distance moves. I think every moving company that I know are are, are booked to capacity. It was just time to go. It was just time to go. Abby Rodriguez Uh, and her husband Henry loved heading to the beach and to Dodger Stadium. But less than two months ago, 
They gave up their beloved California for the Arizona desert, Bullhead City. We do encounter a lot of people from California, and it's the same thing. Everybody's happy to get out of California. That's what people are posting on these Facebook groups. California to Arizona, life after California, and leaving California. The reasons for the exodus are numerous. The virus, the shutdown, the riots, the fires. And for those who leave the state, do they miss it? They don't regret it. They love it. It's been the best thing they've ever done. Their money is going further. The state lost nearly 40,000 people between July 2018 and July 2019, according to the California Department of Finance. Those numbers are expected to increase this year. But Governor Gavin Newsom doesn't seem worried. And I have confidence in our capacity to compete, to thrive, not just survive, in the next number of years. All we can see is that it's a mass exodus um, from California, out of California. And while it may not be a good thing for California in the long run, right now, moving companies say the extra work is a blessing. We've never seen anything like this. I don't know how long this is going to last, but... Um, yeah, it's definitely not uh, not normal. Now, the moving companies are so busy. They tell me they are hiring people. They're looking for drivers, for people to load the trucks, to work in the office. So if you're looking for a job, check out a moving company because they are in need of workers. Reporting from Northridge, I'm Gina Silva. I'll send it back to you guys in the studio. When I first started doing stand-up, I got kind of famous on YouTube for this joke about getting my nails done. Oh, you've heard it? <laughs> it's, it's crazy, because like when this video first came out, I had no idea it was going to blow up like that. Like So many people have seen this video to the point where now I get scared when I walk into a nail salon. Because like, I don't want them to recognize me and then like cut my finger on purpose, but then blame it on me like it was my fault. Honey, relax your hand. <laughs> you want to whack your eyebrow? Uh, no, thank you. Honey, you need to whack. I like your eyeshadow. It look nice. I said, look down, look down. <laughs> I like the shadow. <laughs> now, sometimes the girls that are getting their nails done, they recognize me. They're like, hey, you're the girl that does the nail salon. Hold on now. <laughs> what are you, crazy? Right, because like one time I was getting my pedicure done and the lady that was doing my pedicure, she said to me, what your name? <laughs> and it wasn't like your typical friendly greeting, like, hi, honey, how you do? How you mom? It was different. It was very like, what your name?
I said, Angela, and she goes, that what I thought. Ah, <laughs> oh, shoot. <laughs> Vietnamese people have YouTube. <laughs> Started getting all nervous. She could tell I was getting a little uncomfortable, so she goes, don't worry, I don't tell nobody. <laughs> oh, thank you. <laughs> Besties. Okay, one of the doctors uh, who's a psychologist or psychiatrist down in the Los Angeles area, he said that he's totally shocked at, at thousands of people he's meeting, young people, and he said that uh, they're suffering from delusional psychosis. They just are totally freaked out of their minds. The whole thing is that the government has scared the hell out of people. And he says it's all about social control. And he said, get the masks off the people. Get the masks off the people. Quit complying with the masks. This thing will be over whenever you want it to be. Quit it. Just quit doing it. If if people insist on you going into a store with a mask, just don't go to that store anymore. Shop somewhere else. Listen, this is about more than your physical health. This is about your mental health. This is about your kids' mental health. We need to get people back to normal. This is affecting everybody's psyche. They called it the doctors. America's Frontline said this is a pandemic of hysteria. They just scare the hell out of people and they comply. They scare you into compliance. I've had so many people just, they're broke. They're already broken. They're broken. I already you got to wear a mask. The Gala Western Union said, you got to wear a mask because I had COVID and, and I don't want to get it again. It's like, hey, so what you get it again? You get it. How many co- times have you had a cold? You're like 35, babe. How many times you had a cold? You, you didn't have me around to give it to you. I didn't give it to you. You probably kissed some dude, made out, had sex with some dude, and he gave you a cold. Why, why are you getting all flared up at me? I'm just living my life over here, right? I wouldn't come in here if I was all jacked up on a cold. You're all freaked out. You're all freaked out wanting to cry over COVID. Like, oh, I had COVID. I don't want to get it again. I thought, hey, putting that mask on is the first step to getting something funky. You know, people have just lost their minds. I just, you know, some people, even in the tip organization I run, some people have just checked out of life. They just checked totally out, man. They are totally COVID controlled, COVID controlled. Okay, so I want to give you um, another website that this is very important. Uh, listen, I'm giving you websites not just for the past, but for the future, because we got a fight on our hands. We got a fight on our hands. And a, you, I'm telling you, the people that want to be stupid and want to be passive and just like, oh, it just don't make any difference. I'm just going to do, uh, you know, they'll go their way. So, um, the website I want to give you is the healthy American, all one word, the healthy American.com. 
I'm sorry, .org. TheHealthyAmerican.org. I'm double-checking all my deals so I don't... Okay? And you got to subscribe to that. Get on it and subscribe to get her emails. Peggy Hall is her name. The Healthy American. Now, if you have a business and you're, you're wanting to, to sort out the legalities of dealing with these compliant issues, she'll help you there. In fact, she's having a webinar. A webinar costs $29.00. I'm telling you, you know, people just want, oh, $29. Well, I, I think you'd rather pay 1000 for attorney or 2000 if you get your tit in a ringer. $29, op- and it's called Open for Business. It's a live online webinar. It's on October 29th, Thursday, 3 to 4.30 Pacific time. And uh, so when you go to her uh, website, it'll probably be a place to click. It's a live online business webinar where you can interact with her. And uh, so the the title is Stay Open for Good, online live webinar, okay? said, if you run a business or you know someone who does, you have got to attend my live business webinar. Now, this gal is a guru to get information. She'll give you laws, statutes. She'll give you paperwork that you can show the government that you ain't compliant, right? Um, so uh, she just did one a couple weeks ago. On she was a uh, educator, I think she was a college professor probably, and taught. She was a teacher of teachers. She knows all about educating your kids, and she knows all about how to doing your do your own thing educationally. Get your kids out of that damn public school. It's a communist school. Even if they could go without masks, I say, get out, get out while you can. They're going to force you to give you vaccinations. It's a bummer. So uh, anyway, here's this seminar. I'm going to pitch it because uh, you need it if you're in business. So if you can't make it live, you can get a link to the replay, all the materials you need to stay open lawfully. So if you can't make it during that time of the day, you just you can click and pay the $29. You can rec- see the recording. You can get all the paperwork. Now, when I talk about paperwork, I'm talking about printouts of statutes that you can show your local government and just say, you know something? You want to go up against that right there, dude? You, you're going to end up getting sued, and you can buy me a new car there, partner. The, value, the valuable information applies to all states. Learn about staying open lawfully without restrictions, what to say and do when the code enforcers come knocking. Now, some of my friends have put these these uh, pieces of paper from people like her and the Constitutional Law Group right up in their window next to their door to put the government on warning. Then she said, what? Uh, then she said, find out about avoiding legal trouble, how to avoid it and stay open. Learn about OSHA guidance and why masks and distancing are not lawful requirements. Did you hear me? I said, according to OSHA, they masks and distancing are not lawful requirements. She said, I have helped many hundreds of businesses stay open lawfully, and I want to do the same for you. Okay. Uh, all right. That's her. And I, uh, I, I actually sent her some money and uh, this gal is worth her weight in gold. That $29 is the best $29 you ever spent in your life. 
That's like buying a cup of coffee, man. For her information, she's like having an attorney, social worker, teacher, all in one package. Now, I also say the healthyamerican.org, this gal can prepare you to give your your kids a world-class education and never deal with the stupid public education system again. It's corrupt. It's bankrupt. It's perverted. They're endorsing the 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 unions. The teachers' union is endorsing pedophilia. The teachers' union is endorsing transgenderism. The teachers' union in, is endorsing all kinds of different types of genders. The teachers' union endorsing abortion on demand, giving your kids pills, pregnancy pills, or birth control pills in school, setting up clinics where you don't have any control over when your kids see them. These people will turn you into the government. Listen, we're heading into a fight over this country being full-blown communists. It's not going to involve the the government of China or Russia coming over here and making us communists or, or Vietnam. They're not going to do that. It's going to happen inside this country. There are people in this country that for for decades after decades after have been working, 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 working to overthrow this government, and it's we're right in the middle of it. Now, if you want to go hide in your closet, it's fine. I'm just telling the people that are fighters. I'm throwing down, right? I am not going to let my forefathers that fought for this country be able to see me be some pussy out here. I'm throwing down, and I don't give a crap what happens. It, I'm, I'm, I'm going for it. So this is going to prepare you to go for it. Have a great, there's no, if you, I don't have any children. I'm too old now, but, but if I had kids today, I would be, I'd be all over this Peggy Hall, the healthy org, and be tuning into that. Now, the other place I was out at the protest of the Newsom protest at the uh, courthouse and I ran into Randy Thomason. Randy Thomason has been a Christian lobbyist in Sacramento for three decades and uh, then he started his own SaveCalifornia.com. You can write that down, SaveCalifornia.com. But you want to stay on top of what's shaking in the state, this guy is true, blue, Christian, solid American, no phony baloney business, great website. He also started a website that was a break off from that called Rescue Your Child. I always get this wrong. Uh, rescueyourchild.com savecalifornia.com rescueyourchild.com which was a one of the first websites telling people how to ed- educate your own kids and the different ways to go about it and all the dangers in the public schools you have no idea what threats await your kids in public schools and it's it's way worse now in fact i have a guy i have people inside the public schools that are sending me memos from our health officer that are totally corrupt, man. Totally. This gal is a lunatic. This gal should not, this gal needs to go to Napa state hospital and get debriefed. She is saying how little kids, uh, got to, got to wear. I'm talking about three-year-old kids got to wear masks all day. That is criminal. That is criminal. What they're doing to kids. They're saying, if you take your kids to the park, your kids cannot play with the next kids that are over, 10 feet from you that are playing in the same playground. They cannot mix it up with them. That is criminal. That's communist control. That's totalitarian control. That's social control. We are not built for that. That's anti-God. It's anti-Christ. It's satanic. 
listen, people, if you don't get just if you don't if, if, if you can't relate to this, get a, get off the damn podcast. Just go somewhere else. You're wasting my time. I, I don't care whether the podcast ends. I don't care whether I do the podcast. If if you can't figure this out, you're you're I don't have much confidence that you're going to make it. You're just going to you know, you got bad DNA, dude. And uh, you're just going to be you're going to be lost. And, you know, the gene pool is going to end here with you. Uh, you just got bad genes, bad DNA. So you either got to get with the program and like put on your big boy trunks and uh, kick some rear out there. Same with you girls and get your panties up and uh, get them out of the bundle and get it on. You know, put your war paint on and and stand up for righteousness. Right. If you can't do that, uh, you know, you've been you've been programmed too long. And you're just damaged goods, right? Damaged goods. Okay, so uh, let's see. I'm reading some notes here. Um, Okay, I'm not going to do that right now. I'm going to go back over to my list. So let me just do this. I need to to do a little, uh, give some credit where credit's due here. And I want to thank uh, Monty Hecker was a huge help at the demonstration the other day. Recall California was out there big time. They had big bumblebee yellow banners out there. They had a big booth out there. Uh, Monty was a great help. He helped me put some posters together with tyrannical type uh, Gavin Newsom and his tyranny. So he helped me with some free products. He did a great job. He's a patriot. Listen, if you need, uh, you know, we got... We have lawlessness in the city of Marysville. I, I don't know how it is when you're a city of Marysville, city of Yuba City, Twin Cities. We have lawlessness going on because the, the government is so confused. There's a spirit of confusion over the government, and they can't find their butt with either hand, even with searchlights. And so uh, we have to fight the fight uh, with people crapping on our front doors, on front porches, and peeing all over the place, uh, vomiting all over the place, shooting drugs next to us. And camping right next to our house in the subdivision, they just pull up and camp. And that's the way it is in our community. So we need security like never before. So if you need security, there's people stealing uh, all over the place, stealing from farmers. They're harvesting walnuts right now. It's a very valuable crop. Harvesting almonds, very valuable crop. Stealing entire truckloads. Stealing equipment, stealing copper off pumps. And uh, if you need if you need a security operation, uh, Monty can help you. Elite Universal Security can can take care of your business. He's serving all Northern California, all the way below Sacramento North. Five three zero seven four nine zero two eight zero five three zero seven four nine zero two eight zero. You can you can get his. He'll he'll do farming businesses, regular businesses, residential. He does government, does a lot of government work and um, armed and unarmed and helping you figure out security strategies for your business. So uh, that it's, it's going to be worth it for you. Also, if you want to go to work, they'll put you to work and they'll train you so you can get that done at there. They're also training people on uh, to get your concealed weapon permits if you have an interest in that, and you can call them to get the schedule on that. The other people I want to uh, talk about is uh, Dave Greenitz Construction, and they've been supporting us for many years and uh, because they like what we're doing here. Uh, he's a patriot, 
and he's a great contractor. So you can go without taking, I could spend a lot of time talking about his kind of work, but I want, I want you to just see it and you don't have to even leave your, your uh, comfortable sofa. You can just put your laptop or your tablet on your, on your lap. And you can go to greenitzconstruction.com, green with E-T-Z on the end, construction.com, and just dial, you know, dial that website up and check out before and afters, his kitchens, baths, entries, decks, all that kind of stuff. And they'll just show you up close and personal, local, not, it's just not, he didn't pick Photoshop something or pick it off the web. It's local stuff here in Yuba Sutter counties. If you want to use Facebook, you can go to Dave Greenitz Construction Facebook and see the same thing. Or if you just want to dial him up and talk to him, you can dial him or text him at 530-682-9602. 530-682-9602. Now, some of my friends, they've been in business around here for years. They do great work. They're honest people. They do quality work. And so they stay busy because they get repeat customer. And they get referrals all the time. Boom, boom, boom. And so he said, Lou, I'm really busy, but I'll, I'll take, I'll take uh, new customers. But he said, they'll have to wait a little bit, but you know something when it's the best, it's worth waiting for. So, uh, let me do that. And, uh, let me move on down, uh, the way here a bit. Oh, by the way. Um, okay. Let me see if I got here. Okay. I, I want to read you something. I, I saw this, a friend of mine, uh, that moved from here to Republic, Missouri. He sends me stuff. He's like a staff member of no hostages radio. He's like a staff member, man. He cranks the work out for me. He's sending me emails, multiple emails every single day. And, uh, so I, I, this is one I want to, this guy wrote this article and he, about, he says, stop serving wolf cookies. You ever heard of wolf cookies? Never heard of wolf. He says, if you look up the term wolf cookies in the Urban Dictionary, you will learn that it is a slang term for trash talking. Never heard of that. Or a prelude to getting into a fight. It is the time for the national news. He said, it's time for the national news and the liberal politician to stop serving wolf cookies on behalf of the Democratic Party. Now, now he becomes a little unrealistic, but I... I thought trash talking. Yeah, I'm with you. Wolf cookies, new concept. Okay. Now here's what I thought was fascinating. He described a situation that happened just in the last week. So he says, yesterday I saw the president of the United States speaking in Prescott, Arizona. Some people down there says Prescott. They don't say Prescott, even though it's spelled that way. So I saw the president speaking in Prescott, Arizona, and the crowd was going wild with enthusiasm. Grinning, he said, and he said, I'm paraphrasing this, quote, if I wanted to raise funds, said Clint, or says uh, Trump, if I wanted to raise funds, I could raise mo more money than any president in history. If I wanted, I could call the C CEOs like the head of Exxon, for example, and I would say, hey, man, send me $25 million dollars. And he would send me the money. But then later, he would want a favor. He would want something from me, said Trump. And I just won't do that. I will not sell the presidency. That is what the Biden crime family does. But I will not. 
that he, now that's the quote. He paraphrased it, he said a little bit, but that's the quote in context. Okay, now listen. He says, later, I decided to watch the local news on CBS affiliate KKTV Channel 11 in Colorado Springs. Springs. During the newscast, a reporter made a comment that the president has made another controversial statement and then played the clip from the speech. Only it showed him saying that he called CEO of Exxon. They clipped it. They edited it and says it just it's made it sound like he had called the CEO of Exxon and asked for a check for twenty five million and offered to do Exxon a favor. The clip ended like that, taken totally out of context. I called the station and raised hell with the assistant news director and an anchor demanding that they check the speech and produce a clarification and apology. Do you think they did it? They did not correct a story or post a retraction, only tap danced with me, thus adding to the volumes of evidence why so many applaud the president when he calls out the media for fake news. I'll be right back. We got our, we're heading into our fifth segment. Democrat liberal supporters. When you call us out, minority conservatives out, on acting white, what does that mean? What does that mean to you people? Does it mean that we are financially stable, we have good marriages, we got out of the hood, we have a relationship with God, we're educated, not speaking in slang, therefore we are white. Is that what you people mean when you call us out as white? I mean, if that's what it is, and call me gringa, ¿por qué? Isn't that what we all are striving for? A better life, um, stability, education. So I don't understand how that to you people is offensive or you're trying to be hurtful in any way. Because I think that's what we're all trying to do. I'm confused. Help me out. My name is Joe Biden. I'm a Democratic candidate for the United States Senate. Wait, 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 wait. wait. You're gonna take your AR, your AR-14s away. You're going to take care of the gun problem with me. You're going to be the one who leads this effort. If I'm elected and I'm coming for you and gun manufacturers, I'm going to take you on and I'm going to be. He says you cannot have. 20, 30, 40, 50 clips in a weapon. A magazine with 100 clips in it, 100 bullets in it. And the number of clips in a gun banned. And hell, if you need 100 clips or 30 clips in a weapon, then you shouldn't be hunting, man. You're dangerous. said, Jill, if there's ever a problem, just walk out on the balcony here or walk out, put that double-barrel shotgun and fire two blasts outside the house. You don't need an AR-15. If you agree with me, Go to Joe30330 and help me in this fight. Thank you very much. Do you believe face masks are of any benefit whatsoever? No, I can't believe it because face masks are a very good instrument for the surgeon so that his beard, hair, his skin... 
part, don't fall in my open wound. I hope that the surgeon is wearing something like this. I hope that uh, good such personal protection is, is of a much better quality is worn by people who, who have to work with Ebola virus and so on. But for the general public to wear this, this, this just gives them the, the wrong uh, impression to be safe. And then they just stay closer together and... It, it so, is, in other words, it gives you a false sense of security. It gives you a false sense of security, and and it's just ridiculous. I mean, it's it's. Uh, and why? And why do you? Why do you think most countries in Europe seem to be and and people like yourself who have studied immunology or uh, virology or epidemiology or and and there go people who before would have said no to face masks are now on TV and radio telling everybody to wear them. I mean, what do you say to your colleagues around Europe, uh, who many of you you would have studied with and you'd be very familiar with, you would have met them at conferences and shared ideas and thoughts. What do you say? Are, are you uh, disappointed in them? I think they are disappointed and they are desperate. They have given so many... They, they provided first models. They provided so many tips what to do and, and they said how it's going to be and nothing worked. No lockdown, nothing worked. So they're desperate and now everybody starts to believe. It, it has become a belief system. Almost like a religion. So like a religion. So now everybody just believes in, in masks, you know. So it's for me, it is a religious question, and uh, yeah. So, in other words, in other words, they're believing in something that you believe there is no scientific evidence to show that it'll actually yeah. make a difference. And it just tell, go in public and or on Facebook, and you say masks are a joke or whatever. You will you will attract so many haters. You won't believe. You know, that people try to kill you if you say this. Mm-hmm. Uh, for so many reasons, uh, you know, the, the, those it, it's something to hold on to on, on this belief. That yeah, and on the, on the human side of all this, I think what's been very sad is the idea that people are turning on each other. And, you know, and, you know, some people are putting videos up on social media of, say, people in a pub or in a restaurant, not social distancing and, you know, and saying they should be reported to the police and people are twitching and opening their blinds and looking out the window at their neighbors to see what they're doing. And it has turned people against each other. Yes, that's that's very sad. And that's uh, what daily that that makes me really sad. And, you know, that. Just a, a little detail, but, but it's the des- desperation and from all the sides, the, the ones that make the regulations, the governments, and the people who are truly uh, afraid of the whole thing. And I understand this. I mean, most people have no idea what a virus is. And they even think that a virus is a living organism. Virus, viruses don't live. They are only half a living or by itself they cannot live you know it's it's we always called viruses just it's bad news in a protein coat you know so mm-hmm. it's uh, uh, and 
and I would never, I would never put the piece of paper in front of my nose, uh, nose and mouth, and and uh, knowing how big a virus is. For me, it's clear. It's like it's like a, a football goal, and then you throw a ping pong ball at it, and you believe <laughs> that's that a good analogy. The, yes, a good analogy. The ping pong ball is hold is hold back by the football net. You know, so <laughs> you know it's a joke. So what I'm saying to you is that all pretty much all the mainstream media, including Fox News, uh, cannot be trusted. And you have to do your own diligence. If you're passive, if you're lazy, I'm telling you, I, I've talked to some people that were I think they were losing their minds. Sharp people that I know. And I am not going to shoot on people. I have a shirt that says don't shoot on me. I'm not going to say you should do this and you should do that. I'm just telling you that if you watch mainstream media, they're going to drive you over the edge mentally because you're not going to be able to reconcile the whole thing of supporting people like Trump or Christians, conservatives, and what they're telling you because they're, they're, they're claiming the whole thing is going down, right? And, and that Trump's, that Trump's hitting up people for 25 million. And he's saying in a, they they mistook that and they massaged that audio piece to make it sound like he went after the 25 million when all he was saying is using that example how he wouldn't go after the 25 million you see that's going on every single day in every newscast they're photoshopping stuff the george floyd clip where supposedly he was suffered through suffocation with the knee on his neck they had edited that down. They didn't show the before or after, and uh, they caused many people to die over that, the media. And he died of fentanyl, a fentanyl overdose. Not not from anybody cutting off his air, and right? But now that it came out, what, a month too late? And we destroyed hundreds of millions of dollars worth of uh, buildings, property? And lots of people were killed for what? Because they, why do, why would they do something? Why would people do that? They're evil people because they want to overthrow the country. It isn't about George. They're not, they just use George. They use him as a prostitute. They use him just like a prostitute. And they use all Trayvon Martin, just like a prostitute. Big Mike down there in Ferguson, Missouri, just like a prostitute. They just used him. They want to overthrow the country until you get that. You need to get some certain premises straightened out or you're going to be lost in this. Oh, well, it's just a coincidence. It's just a coincidence from the beginning when Trump announced we've had one crisis after another. Do you, do you remember the uh, assault on the border, the caravans, the assaults, all the craziness, all the kids crashing the border? You, you notice that's you don't hear anything more about it. 
Don't hear anything more about Russia? Huh. All these people are now under investigation. Quinn's got released. All these people getting released. You don't think that's more than a coincidence? Listen, people, this has all been set up. We've been set up. And you either got to roll with it and figure it out or you're going to get punked. So it says, I hope this guy writes this article, editorial. I hope by the time you read this, that I have been proven wrong and Joe Biden was elected president. I have not been proven wrong and Joe Biden. If you look, if you will look at Barack Obama's official logo and Joe Biden's official logo, check it out yourself. The one common thread you'll see are three red stripes. In the late 1950s, Chinese society were segregated to to communes, and this was called the Three Red Banners Movement. The general line directed the Chinese people to go out, aim high, and build socialism with greater, faster, better, and more economic results. He says, note the three red banners in each logo. That explains it all, he says. Um, so you think, oh, it's just a coincidence. Honestly, people, some of you are, are beyond beyond hope. You're beyond hope. This person said, the person working the checkout line, you know, it's like, it did. you know, we all saw the same stupidity. We all saw the same stupidity. Oh, we can go. Uh, we, we can't touch the mask. We got to have a mask. We can't touch it. We got to do this. We got to wash our hands every 15 seconds. But you can walk through a Walmart line that every that that woman or that guy is touching every product that comes down there after that's been touched by every person that put it in the basket. Then she touches it, he touches it, and then you punch your ID or your something something into that pad on the deal and swipe your card. That thousands of people that didn't wipe their butt or wiped it and didn't wash their hands touched it, right? And uh so the person working the checkout line is deemed essential, works for the past four months, eight hours a day, five days a week, and sees tens of th- hundreds of people so you can buy your pickles. But a teacher can't work seeing the same 20 students daily because it's too dangerous for the teacher. Now, this person is, is, is a thinking person that wrote this. She says, or he said, science left the house a long time ago. This, it, there's no science involved here, people. This is BS from the beginning. Fauci is a liar. Burks is a liar. The head of the CDC is corrupt. The head of the World Health Organization is corrupt. They're rotten to the core. They're rotten to the core. The conclusion here is you are being played. You are being played. Teachers are being played. A lot of teachers, they're going along with it. They're trying to, they, a lot of teachers love those kids. They want to go back to school, but they have, they are so full of fear. They are so full of fear that now they can't eat that. I don't know whether they'll ever recover. I, n- I never get up in the morning worried about what I'm going to get some bug I'm going to catch. I just try to do my best to get all buff and everything. I want, I want, I'm all buff looking like the kids in juvenile hall. They'll say, man, you look awful old. How old are you? I said, I'm 100, but man, I'm pretty buff for 100. You need to get your your uh, immune system buff. Get out in the sun. You know, you go on that doctor's website. They'll tell you, get out in the sun, get some free vitamin D, throw some artificial vitamin D in your system, take some zinc every day, get some vitamin C, get knocked down a few thousand 
milligrams of vitamin C, get some exercise, get out in the air. You're good to go, dude. That's your immune system. Somebody said, how come we don't have a mask? I said, I got one built in the inside. They just look at me. I said, mine's all built in. Don't need no air filter on the front. I got one built in. All right. All right. All right. All right. So, so we had the, the deal here at the, the, uh, the deal with the governor Newsom. I am so, um, you know, I have not, I, you know, I don't agree with everybody all the time, right? Somebody said, Oh, you don't agree with them all the time. How come you voted for him? Cause I said, it's just like, Hey, I have my own opinion. Right. And I don't, I don't dislike people. I don't agree with. I, it isn't personal with me. So James Gallagher, who is raised here, um, I don't always agree with him. I, some of the people he runs with, I think are crooks. Uh, but I, but I support James. Uh, I, they said, oh, you voted for James Gallagher? I said, I've always voted for James Gallagher because we just hit two people to vote for. And usually the other person is all wacko. So I vote for James, even though I don't agree with everything. But I'm going to support him. And I've been over there. I've been over protesting to support him fighting against Newsom. And uh, so uh, I am proud of, of our local. Of Listen, we have hundreds of of assembly people in the state of California. And uh, just two of them stood up against the governor. That's Kylie uh, from up in the Placer County area. And it's Gallagher right here in the Valley. So God bless those guys and God anoint them and, and to kick the governor right out of the state, man. I, I just, I just hope we take that dude total. I don't even, I don't even want him to comply. I want him to kick I wanted to kick that sucker totally out of government. Totally. Let him go drink wine all day or something. He's wealthy. He doesn't even need to work. So uh, I, I don't, I'm not trying to get him dead. I said, to, I said to the, speaking at Glad Tidings the other night, I said in a third world, and I said this to Appeal Democrat Authority the other day, uh, Appeal Democrat reporter the other day, she was interviewing me out at the protests. And I said, listen, honey, she's a young thing. She's probably college graduate young college graduate i said in a third world country we just shoot the sucker in the face that's what we do we just blast him right blast him right knock his head off but here were people of the law and our founding fathers devised a way to remove people from office that are screwing up and so we are trying our best to be lawful we the protest the other day was totally peaceful we did not we did not give anybody a hard time. There was no rude comments. It was totally peaceful. Uh, it was kind. Uh, it, there was even some, anyway, I don't want to go into details. Too much to say. But the fact is, uh, we need to remove this guy from office, and I'm proud of those two assemblymen for doing that. Uh, so God bless them, and hope it all works out for them. Um uh, Okay, so let me just go down here a little bit farther. I want to get to a couple of things that I found fascinating. And uh, and then we'll go. Okay, so, you know, with with all the microphones and technology today, many things can happen. And the people that are doing the talking that are supposed to be the people on Facebook or television or somewhere, they don't know the mic's on. And they don't know they're being filmed. And uh, the other day, uh, Joe Buck and Troy Aikman, again, you remember, I, I used to watch sports incessantly. I love sports, but I'm done. I'm toasted. They, they've, uh, they carpet bombed me with their nonsense. 
And so I'm done, and I don't even, I haven't had a TV since 1987 anyway, so God God helped me get, just move on. But but I, I loved, if I went to a restaurant, I'd, I'd love the, if the TV was on and there's some football playing. I, I'll, you know, I like to see people excel and do amazing things, basketball, et cetera. So Joe Buck and Troy Aikman were, were broadcasting one of the NFL games. And, uh, and, you know, it's always amazing to me. And again, many things, I'm just a slow learner. So many things happen and I think, oh, I know why that happened. And I was totally wrong. So for instance, over the years, you know how they'd have the Star Spangled Banner, and sometimes they'd really make a big deal, and they'd roll out a flag that's like 100 year, yards long and, and, and flap it and everything. They'd pull it tight across the field and hold it up at head high. Or they'd do all kinds of things, patriotic things, and then the airplanes would fly over, right? The jets would low, you know, just come across and uh, or do something, or people would parachute in and and I always thought the NFL was like God and country and like, hey, we, we support the military. We got our police back. And then I realized the NFL didn't like the police. In fact, uh, they they tried to honor five police officers that were murdered uh, in Dallas. One of the players wanted to put a band on or something, and the NFL wasn't interested, right? And so I thought, oh, uh, I'm I, these guys aren't like me. So anyway, uh, at this uh game the other day hardly any people there right a few thousand uh because of covid right they won't let them in the stands and so these guys are talking trash right they're talking trash and um so it says in a video buck and aikman who apparently didn't know they were being recorded could be heard on a hot mic before the start of sunday's packers bucks game mocking the pregame flyover as a waste of money by the government. Now, I this is where I got thrown off because years ago, I always thought that probably the NFL, because they love the military so much, uh, arranged for that flyover because they wanted to, they, they thought that was an important part of the, the game and the ceremony and all that kind of stuff. But I found out later that the U.S. government actually paid the NFL to do that as advertisement to encourage people to join the military. I thought, oh, I just had it wrong. I wasn't mad about it. I just had it wrong. So then, uh, then uh, Aikman, so they, they called it a waste of money. So Troy Aikman, which I, I'm going to get to, I may agree with him for part of this. So Aikman says, that's, he says, this is quote, this is recorded. You could look this up on Twitter and all that kind of stuff. He says, Aikman says, that's a lot of jet. They come, come right over the station over the uh, stadium just like smoking through that in these jets he said that's a lot of jet flu fuel just to do a little flyover he said and joe buck said well that's your hard-earned money there and your tax dollars at work and then aikman says that stuff that stuff ain't gonna be happening with a kamala biden ticket i'll tell you right now partner well uh, this goes on to say, while flyovers are fairly expensive, mili- are fairly expensive. Military officials say they treat them as a part of the pilot training. In other words, pilots have to fly. They can't just wait for war to fly. You got to practice, right? And pilots have to get a certain amount of hours in in certain ways to keep qualified. So he says, so the military responded by saying they treat these flyovers as part of a pilot training. 
and the costs are drawn from the training budgets that's already built in to keep these people trained to not just be able to fly a, a what I call with Nazi air, which is the new Southwest name. I've given them Nazi air, Southwest air. Nazi air now just throws you off the plane. Uh, I'll talk about that in a minute, but that's my new Nazi air. I got all kinds of fly miles with them, and I'm not going to fly them if I got to wear a mask. And uh, Nazi air makes me, they, they enforce the mask rule now, or they'll throw you off the plane. Or if you're black and you have a black, black, uh, blacks are Trump, they'll throw you off. You got to wear a mask and you got to, you got to have a, a Biden hat on. So the cost of flyovers are deducted from the training budget of the branch that takes part. And the time involved does count towards pilot training, however limited and simply and simple uh, simply the flyby, as simple as a flyby may be. It's called a flyby, like a drive-by. Past flybys have been criticized as a waste of money, especially after the 2011 Super Bowl in Dallas when jets flew low over the stadium's closed roof at a reported cost of $450,000. Now, I think that I, I, I'm all for pilot training. They need to do whatever they can do to fly around and shoot people out of the air and keep from getting shot themselves. Thank you, Jesus. So, uh, but holy smokes, man, why are we flying over, over the NFL who hates us? The NFL hates the military. Now, why are we spending money to make them look good? Cause I think it makes them look good because a lot of patriotic football fans, right? So they're all proud to have, have the military fly through. But why are we doing that to make the NF screw the NFL, right? Screw the NFL. Fly over something else. Fly over uh, a pro-life demonstration. Fly over when there's 300,000, 400,000 people uh, uh, at the return, you know, or one of the big deals at the Washington Monument when we're, we're standing up for, for uh, the country, right? Patriotism. Or Fourth of July. Fly over then. And I think it is a lot of money. And but you know, I we're right here by Beale Air Force Base, where I'm located here. We're at Beale Air Force Base, a reconnaissance base, and it's constantly there's planes flying back and forth, practicing, touching down, taking off, flying around in a circle, refueling one another, right? And so uh, that's all cost of money. I'm I'm not approved. I I get it. To fly those amazing planes costs a fortune, but we do that to protect the nation. So, but my feeling is, hey, screw the NFL. Let's just like fight, you know, to me, the, the military ought to go and move on and screw Aikman and Buck. The people are idiots. They're idiots. And uh, they think, ah, uh, they want to mock the military. Mock the military, you know, go down to Venezuela and try your luck. So, um, okay, I got that done. Oh, I got to talk about these guys. This is unbelievable. So, you, you do you know who Jeffrey Tubin is? Have you seen this? This what he did. So more and more of the left are are just coming out as perverts, right? So you got the the Wiener brothers. They're not real brothers, but you have Wiener back in in New York, and he was sending pictures of his crotch. He's married and has a kid, right? Brand new kid, and uh, he's been sending, and he's got you know weird stuff on his his computer then you got that's anthony weiner then you got uh i can't even remember the weiner down here in sacramento he's he just got legalized um pet, pedophiles can uh, mess around with kids as long as they uh, aren't 
uh, aren't older than 10 years difference than, than the person. So if you could be a 25-year-old and you can be a 14-year-old or 15-year-old and still have sex with them, not have any problem. And uh, so that's Wiener down in San Francisco. Wiener, Wiener, Wiener. Now you got Tubin, like a tube. Tubin. So Jeffrey Tubin, who, uh, what I've noticed about Jeffrey Tubin uh, on the Internet is he hates Trump, right? And, you know, he's an attorney. He's a legal specialist for CNN. So Jeffrey Tubin, oh, shoot, I'm running out of time again. Jeffrey Tubin uh, is a legal specialist on CNN and never has found anything that he can say about Trump and constantly calls him all kinds of names. He's just this and he's just that and he's just he just sarcastic. He's rude. He's harsh. And uh, so uh, he had a little incident the other day. They were doing a Zoom meeting, some of his newscasters, and uh, they, you know how you can I guess you can see each other all the time on Zoom, the whole package, and uh, they could see him uh, jacking off uh, on on the Zoom and they turned him in. Mr. Legal Specialist, critic, the moral criticizer. He's the moral plumb line for CNN jerking off right in front of everybody of his fellow workers. And so a couple of them had the moral integrity to turn the dude in and say, Hey, we got this guy. He's whacking off over here. He's lost his mind. Uh, but the interesting thing is more and more of these people that have been the high moral watermark against Trump are actually perverts. They're, they're, uh, they're molesters like the Podesta brothers, Clinton, his wife, Clinton, you know, the Obamas, they're all, they're all weirdos, sexual weirdos. I'll be right back. to cover one last thing trump saying when the looting starts the shooting starts i don't know where y'all are from but i'm from texas okay that's not a race thing that's a common sense thing looting is theft that usually has violence involved i don't know anyone in my state that thinks that's a smart idea because you best believe i'm gonna protect me and mine any day any time and we don't take too kind of people threatening our property either but here's the great thing if you're not trespassing or stealing anything, you remove yourself from that situation of getting shot. It's really not rocket science. If y'all took the same amount of energy that you put into trying to make Trump look bad and use it to help your communities not destroy them, put it towards coming together as a united people and looking at each other like human beings and not by colors, we'd be in a real different situation right now. Stop fabricating shit that's not there. And FYI, he's still your damn president. America. You blame me for interfering with your democracy, but I don't have to. You are doing it to yourselves. Polling stations are closing. You don't know who to trust. You are divided. There are strings we can pull, but we don't have to. You are pulling them for us. People always ask me, like, how'd you learn how to do that accent? Who taught you how to do that, right? Well, I grew up in a place called San Jose, California. 
It's the Bay Area's Westminster, okay? So I grew up eating pho. Do you guys eat pho? Right? So I grew up eating pho, and I would put all kind of chili sauce in my pho. Because I'm Mexican. So I put all kind of chili sauce in my pho, and the lady that worked there, she would get mad at me because she thought I was just playing around and wasting all her sauce. So she would yell at me. She'd be like, don't put the too much the sauce. If you put the too much the sauce, you make the whole thing up. If you do the sauce, you do the one time. You do sauce, no sauce. Sa, no sa. Mama say, Mama sa, Mama no sa. If you make the whole thing up, you don't get to take back. Chúc mừng nụ mai bụng nem xeo, chiếm tình bài môi, cấm cười si một hài bê bụng nem xeo. Quẹo làm mai, chiếm tình bài môi, cấm cười si một hài bê bụng nem xeo, chiếm tình bài môi. Chúc mừng nụ mai, quẹo làm mai, chiếm tình bài môi, quẹo cấm cười si, quẹo cấm chúc mừng nụ mai. Một hài bê bụng nem si, don't get to take back. And when that joke first came out, a lot of people loved it, right? <laughs> but some people hated it. <laughs> and I started getting hate mail from people. Yeah, like I would get a letter, and you can tell it was written by a Vietnamese person. Because <laughs> like, I would read a letter and be like, if I see you in the street, <laughs> you don't want that to happen. Then they started getting real crazy, right? Started getting death threats. One time after I showed this Vietnamese guy, he was so mad at me, he yelled at me, he cussed at me, but he didn't cuss correctly. <laughs> he came up to me real mad. He was like, what the fuck? <laughs> real mad F-U-T. <laughs> what the fuck? I was like, mm, sir, I don't even know if that counts. I'm crazy wondering what there is to really see. But if the night doesn't take up your time, cause it means more to me. Sometimes I forget what I'm doing, I don't forget what I want. All right, I, uh, so anyway, Tubin. Uh, Jeffrey Tubin. Now, this is pretty cool because the liberals all now, if this was a Republican or conservative guy or somebody on Fox News. Oh, my God. They'd been gone, fired. They'd, they'd never hear from him again. This guy laid him off for a bit. Right. And they're trying to figure out how to keep him. Right. Because they keep perverts. And uh, so anyway, this is going to be a big breakthrough. And, you know, somehow they will be advanced spiritually because they've come out of come out of way to to not to be more tolerant. 
and they can they can tolerate people jerking off in front of their other people. Uh, so it said, but it said people who spoke on the condition of anonymity in order to speak freely noted that it was a new, uh, unclear how much each person saw, but both said they saw Tubin jerking off. This is right in the article. It's unbelievable. The two so- sources described a juncture in the in election simulation when there was a strategy session and the Democrats. Anyway, they t- they were doing a, a simulation. Uh, of what it's going to be during the election night and uh, how they're going to broadcast. And so anyway, uh, at that point, they said they it seemed that Tubin was on a second video call. The sources said that when the groups returned from the breakout rooms, Tubin lowered the camera. The people on the call said they could see Tubin touching his penis. I thought, hey, we got to get all the all the. Uh, the wieners, the wieners on each coast and tubin. Like, how do you get a name tube in tube in get it tube in or tube out, put the tube on in and put the tube on out. Then you get a couple wieners and you shake it all about. Anyway, you know, this is the type of people he got on the left moments later. He called back in seemingly unaware of what his colleagues had been able to see in the simulation continued. You know, you can't, you can't, how can you come up with this stuff? You know, this is a God incident. Jeffrey tube in, tube out, and got to tag teaming with the Wiener brothers and the pedophile Podestas. There's some, it's just unbelievable. It's unbelievable. So, uh, hey, I want to mention my friend Ted Holmes, who is back from Mexico and doing missions trips, and he's running the, uh, pushing the, uh, plumbing doctor so they help me as well keep going here and if you want to if you want to improve do a overhaul on your plumbing and fix put in new fixtures i put in some new toilets because the cost of water here is so fantastic the guys one day were over here and they said lou why don't you how come you got those old toilets i said because they're not broken but they still hold me i sit on them and everything works they're not broken. They said, Lou, those things take two to three times as much water as our new toilets. And I said, as soon as they said cut water, I thought, I just said, deal. It's a deal. Bring them in. Set them up. Hook them up. <clears throat> and uh, so some of these, if you live in Marysville and you got old toilets that, that are taking five or seven gallons of flush or something like that, Baby, you need to switch over. If you're paying the water bill, uh, you need to switch over. So if you want to call the plumbing doctor, they'll fix all your problems. And uh, they'll even do new water lines coming in, sewage lines going out. They'll put new plumbing underneath your house. They'll do all the funky stuff. Uh, So you dial them up at 530-671-671. Nine one 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 five three zero six seven one nine one one one, the plumbing doctor. You know these fires we've been having. We just had this homeless fire right last. In fact, last Thursday night. No, it wasn't. Yeah, it was last Thursday night. About this time, I was preparing to do this podcast that comes out on Saturday. And I was just having a good time rolling along here, and all of a sudden, all the power went out. And usually in Marysville, because we got the hospital and the law enforcement and all that stuff, the power comes back on here first. 
because we got so many critical institutions. And so I, I live down here, so I get the benefit of living close to all these uh, big operations. And so it didn't come back on. So I, I called, called my friends on each side of the city, up in the hills and in Yuba City, and they said, oh, we got power over here, dude. We just think, we think the homeless people burned down all the poles, which I immediately thought they did. The big fire in the homeless area outside the city limits, uh, or right on the edge of city limits, and uh, sure enough, poles burnt down. When I talked to Fire Chief of Linda, because I we were trying to get some help to some of the people that had to vacate because of the fire, uh, Fire Chief Hegstrom, Kyle Hegstrom over at Linda, said, "Lou, we got an arsonist going over here." And it wasn't too long ago that that an arsonist burned down the KMYC radio station where I used to uh, broadcast out of. And I said, oh, arsonist, bummer. So he said in the same day that the the homeless fire occurred uh, out on Simpson Lane area, burn up all the camps, uh, we had two or three other fires. He said arson, right? So, you know, we've had all these fires up and down California. You think, oh, you know, Governor Newsom blames it on climate change. But actually what's been happening has been a lot of arson, right? So you think Al-Qaeda has been talking about setting fires and also Antifa, right? You remember Antifa, Black Lives Matter? And so it's very easy to light forest fires or get in remote areas and light light areas on fire and cause a lot of damage and cause a lot of expense and a lot of confusion, right? So what do communists like to do to take over a country? They want to cause chaos. So if you keep lighting fires and fires and fires and fires and pretty soon you can't travel through certain ways it, and then it affects the water runoff because the trees hold the water and and you know it just causes it ecological disaster fire after fire after fire well what happened was all up and down the west coast there have been arsonists lighting fires did you know that you missed that in the media it's been happening i i've actually mentioned their names some of the arsonists so the other day I noticed headline Cottonwood man pleads guilty to arson and murder charges. You know, if you light the forest on fire and you kill somebody in the forest, then you got yourself a murder charge. So it says uh, Cottonwood, California, which is farther north between here and Oregon, says a Cottonwood man pled guilty. It says pleaded, but I don't like pleaded, so I use pled pled guilty to charges of arson and murder during a state of emergency in 2018. Prosecutors say 20-year-old Samuel Schofield will receive a sentence of 40 years, 8 months, to life in state prison in exchange for his plea. Schofield admitted to setting multiple fires that burned homes and structures throughout Cottonwood and Anderson, those are cities, Between July and October of 2018, one of the fires burned a home, killing 86-year-old Barcy Arlene Miller of Cottonwood. These fires were set while Shasta County was in a state of emergency due to the car fire. You remember the car fire? We, at Glad Tidings, we sent a lot of truckloads of relief goods to the car fire. C-A-R-R, double R. On October 26, 2018, a law enforcement law enforcement conducted a traffic stop as Schofield was leaving his last arson site. Authorities said he was the sole occupant of the vehicle and had two incendiary devices. For you out there in Oliver and Linda, that's like a Molotov cocktail, dude. 
That's like gas with a rag and a match. Incendiary, they call it. You want to know the spelling? Look it up. Google it. Incendiary devices in the front seat. A cell phone search revealed that he had been searching the Internet off his cell phone for arson and arson investigation related materials, according to the district attorney. Schofield will be formally sentenced on December 10th, 2020 or 2020 at the Shasta County Superior Court. All right. I'm just telling you that there's nothing uh, climate change wise about these forest fires. There's two. There's a couple of factors on the forest fires. One, the environmentalists control the legislature. So they forbid any harvesting of timber and uh, or cleaning out of underbrush. And they've eliminated the logging roads, which you could uh, my my timber experts say back in the old days when they had lookout towers. And now they, they want me to write a big article about lookout towers. We used to have lookout towers where people would watch over the, the terrain and they would they could look through these devices and tell exactly where it is and how many miles it was. And they could run down there with a tanker truck and put out the fire before it got big, but with no access roads and with the thick underbrush and with the, with the intense jammed together trees, because they won't allow thinning. Once the fire starts, it becomes a Armageddon inferno. And the, all the environmentalists who wanted to protect all the flora and the fauna, again, if an Oliver's that's uh, plants and animals, flora and fauna, but it's kind of a cool way to say it. Flora and fauna, the environmentalists want to take care of all the flora and fauna. Instead, they create a national urn with their ashes, and then they drop them all over my house. So I have like lizard ash, snake ash, possum ash, deer ash, right? Every kind of ash coming dropping right in i got it inside my house comes right inside my house and and so the the approach is we're going to save the world until it burns totally down so we're getting to the place in california where we've almost burnt everything down now because the environmentalists and uh so gavin blames it on climate change so if you want to really see what climate change is like come on over here but now we got guys like this guy from up in cottonwood mr schofield who's out just burning stuff down left to right. And we have people right down here in the Valley that are lighting up the area of Linden and Oliver's and Marysville and lighting us on fire, right? It's a bummer. So uh, the final thing I want to talk about today. Oh, let me, let me mention this. By the way, our gun sales are going good. We sold one gun. We haven't raffled it off yet, but I think we've almost sold every ticket for the Beretta uh, nine millimeter. And we sold them so fast, we sold 250 tickets that I thought, oh, well, we'll just get in. We got a couple months before the drawing. So I thought, well, and, and the cool thing is that Shooter's Paradise. Well, first of all, Kittles in Calusa County, Kittles, you got to go over there. If you've never been to Kittles Outdoor Store in Calusa County on Market Street, I think it's 808 Market. You got to go check it out. And it's like walking back in time. It's really cool. And so anyway, they were very nice to tip. They gave us a really good deal on a gun, handgun to Beretta. And so I called them up. I said, hey, I uh, talked to Alex over there. And I said, hey, Alex, 
uh, you got it. You got another Beretta? And he said, what's the matter? Is there something wrong with the first Beretta? And he still had it in the safe because I didn't want to keep it. They're just keeping it safekeeping till the winter comes over. I said, no, I wanted another Beretta. He said, we don't have another Beretta. We sold them all. He said, you want a Glock? So I bought a Glock 19, or Tip did. And so now we're auctioning that off. So we got a few tickets left. If you're interested, uh, we might be able to get you in and get a couple tickets at $20 a piece. But the cool thing is, if you live in this area, Shooter's Paradise, which is an indoor shooting range on Calusa Avenue in Yuba City, uh, they actually sponsored our tickets. So they give a free hour of range time for each, for a ticket, whether you win a gun or not. So you can take your stub and uh, just show them, show them your stub and they'll give you a free hour of range time, which somebody told me that's worth more than that. Uh, I'm not quite sure of the cost. I've not been over there, uh, but they're good people and they're really helping us. So Kittles helped us. And then, then uh, shooters paradise. So, so every ticket you get free hour of range time. So if you want a ticket, one lady, uh, from local areas sent me money and some so a few people have like sent money and then i just send them their stubs so if, if you're interested you could send a, a check to PO, a tip t-o t-i-p p.o box 645 645 marysville 95901 marysville california if you're out of state and you forget where i am so the other thing is we're doing a, a tip trauma intervention we go out like last month we did 41 emergency 911 calls Yesterday, I think we were out on a traffic accident, fatality accident, plus a, a, uh, a hanging. We go out on bad calls and help people. And so we fund it totally by donations, and no one is paid. We all serve our serve the community through TIP. And uh, <clears throat> none of our services cost anyone anything. We just give everything away free, serve. We provide information and literature, etc. And uh, so if you want to give to a good nonprofit, I know... A lot of times you, it sounds good, but when you give to them, you think, oh, man, a lot of that money went to just administration or fundraising. So we have a very uh, lean and mean machine. We don't buy buildings. We don't rent buildings. We don't pay for insurance on buildings. We don't uh, we don't have big fundraising budgets. Uh, all our money is, goes into training, basically, and helping clients. And so if you want to help an organization like that, you can send a check as I mentioned, to P.O. Box 645, Marysville 95901. Or if you want to go on our website, you can just click Donate right on the Facebook uh, face page of our website, which is yubasuttertip.org, yubasuttertip.org. And, and you can give with a credit card there, or you can go to gofundme.com backslash tip 2021. So that's the thing that I run when I'm not on the radio. I run that, I direct it, and... Uh, so anyway, if you're interested, uh, have at it. So uh, let's see. So I mentioned that. Okay, I'm just checking my notes here. See what I don't want to leave out because I always I'm always got more to talk about than uh, than we have time for. But I don't. I want to be, we have about three minutes left, so I don't want to get too far into something and not have enough time to do it. There is a web, I think this would be a great article. I'm just going to tell you this article and make, make a couple comments, but you can, this article, you could Google it and you should read the article. It will shock you. 
The article is written by Daniel Greenfield. Daniel Greenfield. Common spelling, green and field. Greenfield. And um, I, I can't remember. Uh, he, he's a well-respected writer, uh, investigator, journalist, and writer focusing on the radical left and Islamic terrorism. But he's a very good writer. It's a very well-written article. It's called The Coronavirus Experts Were Wrong, comma, Now They Need Scapegoats. The coronavirus experts were wrong, comma. Now they need expert. And now they need scapegoats. Okay? Daniel Greenfield. So I was going to talk about this article, but I'm down to two and a half minutes, and I don't have time to really get into it. But he, this guy can write. I, I read a lot, and so when a guy's really good, uh, I get it. This guy knows how to write. And he basically uh, shucks it down to the cob on the evil and the mistakes of our, our government. I'm not talking about President Trump. I'm talking about the deceptive deep state people, including people, big influencers like Bill Gates, other people that Deborah Burks, people that are tied into the vaccine movement and the infectious disease movement that have ulterior motives. They have other motives about this country, and they used this illness, which was a minor illness. They used this illness to create a pandemic of hysteria, and he goes after them. And he explains it in ways that uh, I, I, I write a lot, but I can't write like this. This guy can write. And he is very bright. So I want to encourage you to go and read that, uh, listen, you need to do your own research. You need to come to your own conclusion because you, you're, you're not going to be able to stand uh, in the tough times here. You're just not going to. It ain't going to happen for you unless you educate yourself. You've got to know why you believe what you believe, and you're going to be to stand up. Now, uh, Chris Ann Hall, I think I told you last week, and her husband were traveling with a first time they ever traveled with this uh, videographer. Uh, uh, he's a Christian conservative guy and uh, they threw him off of Southwest air and they hadn't left the uh, runway. They, they were, they were still waiting to leave and the, they threw the dude off the air. And the only thing different about him uh, was that he had a blacks for Trump hat on and he had a Trump 2020 mask on. He did not. He was not fussing with the mask. He did not fight over the mask. He was not dragging his feet because of the mask. He simply was having a drink of water and eating some trail mix, waiting for the train, the plane to take off. And the guy got in there and got in his business. Now that's why I've renamed Southwest Air Nazi Air. I got a lot of free flights when I've I've flown Southwest or Nazi Air probably exclusively for many years now. Got a lot of free flights, but I'm ready to call them and just say, is there any way I can get out of these free flights and, and walk away and you, you pay me out because I am sick of you people. But they jerk this guy around big time. And uh, it's 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 on YouTube. You can watch it yourself right there in the in the uh, plane. So we're out of time. And so I'm going to call it a day. And I've given you some 
I've given you some really great <clears throat> websites to look at that uh and there i'm there's a lot of other sources my my goal is to get some great education curriculum sources for you and and give you that oh by the way if anybody needs loose picks if you're from yuba sutter counties and you want them i'm not trying to push my my uh votes but people keep calling me hey how do i get a hold of them or they text me through facebook if you want them my picks for the, uh, california the propositions work all up and down the state but of course, the picks for you, Sutter counties are unique to here. So uh, for the for the offices that people are running for. So if you're interested, you can just email me through Lou at NoHostagesRadio.com, or you can text me. Your send me your email. Give me your email. If you text me, send me your email, and I will uh, email you out. Uh, lose picks, my picks. It just it's just what I did. I'm not saying you should do it. If you've got other convictions great fine i'm I, i'm not staying awake at night over this but if you need help and you're you don't have time to look at those propositions the elections november 3rd oh by the way uh a lot of people are wondering how how to get rid of their ballot you know should i mail it in can i mail it in can i own do you have to mail it in you can walk it in, you can mail it in, you can give your ballot to somebody else, you can give your ballot to your church, you can give your ballot to your union, you can give your ballot to your friend to take it in. There's The liberals have changed the rules so much. Uh, you're probably, if you had a trained dog, you could give the ballot, put the dog's mouth around the ballot, send him over to drop it off at the clerk's office, and it'd work. Anything will work. Uh, the government is trying to say you can't do that, but the government, which is liberal, they voted all these things in. And uh, I wrote an article about it in the Territorial Dispatch. It's on my website. It's called uh, Harvest Those Ballots, and it will explain the controversy. And a pastor's wife posted on Facebook, hey, uh, we're going to uh, we can collect your ballots here if you don't want to bother taking it. We'll make sure they safely get in. And the police showed up wanting to arrest her for election tampering. They were totally out of line, the police. And uh, probably they didn't know what the rules were. They were just following orders. But the the liberals in California have, have almost anyone can vote. And, uh, and anyone can take your vote into where they're going to count your vote. So you don't have to sign it properly. I mean, the voter has to sign the, the, the ballot, the ballot envelope. But the rest of the thing, it's ollie ollie auction for you around here. It's crazy. So uh, that's it. We'll catch you next week, Lord willing. Um, that'll be the uh, around the end of the month. And we'll do another show if I'm still around. So uh, thank you for listening. Really appreciate it. And uh, do something cool for something this week. Bye. We're so glad to see so many of you lovely people here tonight. We would especially like to welcome all the representatives of Illinois' law enforcement community who have chosen to join us here in the Palace Hotel Ballroom at this time. We certainly hope you all enjoy the show. And remember, people, that no matter who you are and what you do to live, thrive, and survive, there's still some things that make us all the same. You, me, them, everybody. Sugar to kiss.